KFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com for all your vintage toy needs. You can also find Mega Toy Fan at popular robot and toy conventions year-round. Minimize your costs and maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com. for your listening pleasure, TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. Now, where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, you take the chorus stop. Transformers, defenders of truth, robots who Hey everybody, welcome to TFYLP episode 162. It's the return of TF Expo's Fear Zero. And I am joined by cast regulars Daniel Protoman. Yo, baby, yo, two dollar ho. Don, the headmaster. Um, head, do that the other way, headmaster Don. <laughs> r- r- wrong connotation. <laughs> and, context, uh, context is our friend. <laughs> Jim. What? I'm not even going to pronounce that. It, it, it wasn't my fault. I, I swear to God, she said she was 63. <laughs> 63. <laughs> and, of course, we have our special guest, Phil Zero from TF Expo. Woo! And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Returning to TFYLP <laughs> after 49 episodes. Yes, I appreciate it. Glad to be back. So... Why don't you go ahead and, for any listener that's not uh, familiar, go ahead and explain to us TF Expo, some of your history, and uh, how you got started and all that. Okay. Well, we started in 2011, uh, so this year will actually be our fifth show. Um, We're here in Wichita, Kansas. We do typically a one-day show. We did a one-day show in 2011, 2012, 2013. Uh, We did do a weekend show last year in 2014 when we had neil ross and sumali montano in and this year we're going back to a kind of a one and a half day format we're friday and saturday and then we've got kind of a bonus day on sunday with uh the local comic book store prairie dog comics so uh but we are bringing in dan gilbles in this year as our guest of honor whom i'm sure you guys all know is the voice of g1 bumblebee and mm-hmm. a pretty cool guy i've had a chance to meet him at, at bacon before and i'm sure most of you have but we're excited to have him in. So we're also bringing in uh, Buzz Dixon, G1 writer. So I've, I've never met him before. Um, seems like a pretty cool guy, though. So I'm looking forward to kind of hanging out with him and getting to talk to him a little bit about, about some of his history with the G1 cartoon. 
and uh, and we've got Matt Frank making his return to the show this year also, uh, of course, known as the IDW Godzilla and Transformers artist. So he is uh, he's one of our favorites, and he always enjoys the show, and we enjoy having him. So we're glad to have him back. I would have a lot of fun with that because I'm – you see the Transformers behind me, but we don't see over there is the case full of Godzilla figures. <laughs> oh, really? Well, cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of crossover with those fandoms, I think. Just enough connections yeah, there that a lot of people enjoy them. I think it's the whole giant anything fandom, right? <laughs> anything anything big yeah. enough to step on other things, I guess. We like things. Giant anything. That, that's yeah. too ambiguous. That, that's a good place. That's how we but, like it on TFYLP. All right. Yeah, but see, but what you don't see is all Godzilla's dressed in tutus and as Sailor <laughs> Scouts and other things. So. All well, I'm saying is... We have this. We have this best friends My Little Pony line coming out. Where is Godzilla and Angers? I mean, sh- <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want no ponies. I ain't buying the Transformer ones. I ain't buying Godzilla ones. <laughs> so, um, I also saw that you have a an exclusive for those who show up. We uh, do. We've got. We've got a registration exclusive, and that is some of the plushies by Shirley Chung. She does the uh, the handmade uh, plush Transformers characters that uh, kind of resemble the Little Formers characters. But okay. there, uh, there's a Bumblebee, which is called Scout. There's a Snapdragon, which is called Raptor, and then there's a Hotspot, which is called Chief. And those are of course, celebrating Dan Gilbleson as our guest of honor. He voiced all those characters in the G1 cartoon. So the ultra registrants get all three of them, and then the lower tiers get, you know, two or one, depending on what, what level they registered at. But those are included with our registration packages this year. We just wanted to try something a little bit different. We like to do something a little different every year. Last year we had the VMOG, and um, we had Shirley set up with, a, with an artist table at our show last year and sold quite a few of her items and they were really popular so we thought we would partner with her this year and try to do something a little bit different but we've also got a uh, custom class exclusive um that uh javico designed and then non-f productions is is producing it but uh was um co-designed by donnie mason who's my co-organizer who lives uh, down in tulsa but he's pretty pretty active within the fandom as well but he designed a headmaster based on the tf expo logo um and the uh, you may, may or may not be familiar with our logo but it's like a faction symbol with kind of a uh, native american motif so our uh, our custom class exclusive is the tf expo headmaster not called headmaster of course but um it uh is cast from four different shades in the plastic and then you can in the custom class you'll get to mix and match which colors you want to build it out of and then paint it so nice. yeah it's a really good idea actually and it looks really nice um it will fit the generations brainstorm but i think it also comes with adapters so it'll fit the g1 headmasters as well so that sounds that sounds really cool yeah and, yep there's our exclusives there yeah so yeah i went ahead and pulled these up for for everyone to see so you'll get yeah. you'll get these if you if you register for the convention if you have registered and our registration is actually closed now but uh we Ah. if we've got any extras we'll be selling those at the convention but they'll be pretty limited quantities um 
we'll have more of the scout than the others. I think the others are almost gone just from registration. Mm-hmm. But but if anybody's wanting to come to the show and, and pick those up, I would suggest you would come pretty early to try to get those. They'll be for sale at the TF Expo store. So yeah. well, I have to say I'm I'm looking at the homepage right now. Uh-huh. And what really caught my eye is the uh the exclusive you've got from BMOG. Yes, oh. that was our 2014 exclusive. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, I'm sorry because I, I, I had put in 2015 in the search engine. I didn't realize I was oh, on that's the wrong okay. page. No, we still have them for sale in the in the store. Okay. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be available at the show as well. Because they were the, new last year, they're still continuing yeah. this year. Carburetor. Carburetor. Yeah, car- I love that. Yep. I absolutely <laughs> love that because it's yeah. that standard BMOG bear that everyone yeah. loves. He's called Carburate. I love yeah. that. And the Car- idea for him was that he's kind of the wheeljack slash Rhinox of the <laughs> of the BMOG characters, at least in the on the heroic side. So he's kind of the the gearhead of those wow. guys. So that was that was the thought behind him. And then of course Trent came up with the names and the bios and everything for us. So we that's, we enjoyed that, working with them. That, that's a wonderful pun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we uh, we enjoyed having those are exclusive, and like I said, we do still have a few left. We'll be selling this year, um, but uh, well, this year's new stuff is the is the plush yeah. keybots and then the uh, the uh, guardian headmaster set. So, yeah, so I pulled out it. the. Uh, it looks like the the render of yes the headmaster here on your mm-hmm. website, and it's looking pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with that. I yeah. I cannot take credit for any of the design or concept, <laughs> but that was uh, that was something I was excited to to do. Donnie kind of came up with that, and of course he's buddies with Javaco, and uh, Javaco came up last year and did a custom class for us, and he's coming back this year. I think he's coming back. So, um, but we'll be uh, we'll be assembling that in our custom class on Saturday, and of course you can. Like I said, pick out your plastic layout, and then you can do your own custom paint scheme on him as well. And he'll fit either the Generations Brainstorm or he'll fit the Classic Headmaster as well. Sweet. So, That's awesome. cool. Yeah. You know, uh, so so Generations Brainstorm, that Headmaster does not interact with the G1 Headmaster molds at all? No, it doesn't, but uh, there's an adapter, so it'll fit either one of those. Okay. I believe I believe that's see, how it works. See, I've I've not actually had a G1 Headmaster mold in a good number of years, and I I assume that the generations uh, brainstorm there, or I'm sorry, down there, uh, that that the the head would be uh, equally compatible to just pop down in the in the square peg, or square hole. No. Uh, Interesting. Brainstorm wouldn't. I think it's a little bit different size. Yeah, yeah I've never tried to do okay. that in mine. But... And brainstorm's oh. neck is kind of. Uh, very breakable too, with the floppy, floppy, yeah. very floppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he does this. Oh. One. Well, I mean, it's it's just <laughs> with all the neck breakage yeah. he had on on the early on the early brainstorms, I wouldn't want to attempt mm-hmm. it unless you know you can customize a figure just to hold that headmaster. Yeah. yeah. It's a so. it's a shame you can't have a plushie called Spider. That I could that I could get Dan Gilbazan to assign because being the old man of the group, I remember him as uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man and his amazing. Oh friends. yeah. So I, I remember him from that as much as I do Transformers. Yeah. 
Yeah, we didn't we didn't really want to attempt Marvel's yeah that was legal that would department be right. as much as we wanted to yeah <laughs> we're like, with, hey, with with Hasbro, so. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we we kind of kicked around the idea of maybe doing something Spider-Man-ish and, and Meanders. Kind of yeah, that is, yeah, that's a different that's a different dog. You don't want to provoke that one necessarily. Yeah. So, Crikey. Uh, Here's a dog. Fuck it with a stick. Yeah. No. Eh, not a good idea. Well, no. What you could have done is uh, made the, the full headmaster head just all red and just have like just white patches on the sides. Not, not even necessarily the eyes. Yeah. Uh, and then just call them like Spite O-R. Yeah. Probably could have gotten away with that. <laughs> <laughs> something for next time. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Maybe use a hyphen or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let me ask. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Um, usually, I've always gone. You know, I'm big with BotCon. I started. I started with the first BotCon. I've been to all the BotCons but one. Mm-hmm. And I've started branching out with uh, TFCon. You know, uh-huh. last year was my first TFCon. What's it? Uh, what what kind of unique headaches do you have creating? And Daniel, you can probably jump in on this too. Creating a, a smaller convention, I would have to I would have to say it has its own unique has its own unique things. What's what's what is behind the scenes? I guess is what I'm asking for. What's it like doing a smaller fan base convention? And what unique stuff do you run into? Um, mostly having a smaller fan base. Um, <laughs> we uh. You know, it's. I, I think we're at the point now where we're getting more and more awareness for the show. I think there's a lot of people that um, ha- have uh, learned about us over the last few years, and we've definitely seen our attendance start to increase. But it's. I don't know if it's just kind of our geographic location, and people think, well, it's Wichita, it can't be that great or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, it's. I guess it's kind of tough to convince people to travel to this kind of a convention. It's hard for us to to draw in people, even if they're willing to travel. It's kind of like, well, but I've traveled to BotCon. Why should I travel to your show when it's a smaller show and I'm not going to see as much? I guess that's well, kind of our... Well, I mean, to be fair, like TFCon was in that same kind of rut, let's say mm-hmm. like 2007, 2006-ish. Mm-hmm. But... I felt that, you know, I was going just like Don, I was going to almost every BotCon up to that point. And every mm-hmm. time I was at BotCon, I was kind of like the hype machine. Oh, you know, like I was like at BotCon going, oh, man, you got to come down to TFCon. You got to check this out and stuff. And, you know, and people would be like, Canada, why would yeah. you go there? Canada. Yeah. Why would you go to Canada? <laughs> you know, but it, it grew. You know, you, you yeah, just got to right. kind of be your own marketing machine. You sure. Know? And, you know, yeah. ignore ignore the Wichita thing just as much as yeah. I we had to ignore the Canada thing. Right. You know, and, and I almost feel like Wichita is a lot easier to sell than, than <laughs> yeah. the great, great white north. Yeah. You, you know, would think, yeah. Well, we're in the right in the middle of the country. I mean, we're should be easy for everybody to get to. But well, that's just it. And it, it's it's yeah. all it's all really just in in the hype. You know what I mean? Like sure. like I always say, find your strongest parts and and play those up. Like with TFCon, it was the third party thing. You know what I mean? So sure. whatever whatever's your strongest thing, play that up. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I always say. So yeah. looking looking back with y'all two saying that, I mean, it strikes me as kind of odd that people are saying. Because 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 you you feel you're in the exact same boat. Because think about think about 1994, the first BotCon. Oh, totally. 
in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took a huge risk flying because I didn't. That was the first time I'd ever flown. The first mm-hmm. I, I've been to several toy and comic conventions, but nothing along, nothing of this distance. So I was taking, I was using my only vacation week I had with my company for the entire year. I thought this is either going to be awesome or this is going to really suck. Mm-hmm. So I went in with an open mind, and I've, you know, I've been going ever since because it's just been such a great experience. And if anyone's, I'm thinking if anyone's worried about this, Botcon started the exact same way. Sure. You know, in a in a ballroom in a small convention center, mm-hmm. Indiana. Yeah. Well, in and they didn't years, have yeah. Twitter, Facebook, you know, exactly, a million exactly. websites. They had the uh, news they groups, had so Lee's action figure and toy reviews. Yes, that's uh, what they had. Yeah, that's literally what they had. Like the last two pages was yeah. there. I remember that. So in, in ten years, if I'm still still alive, I want to see where y'all both are at in ten years. Well, that would be, yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, we're, we're going to keep going as far as I know, we're going to keep going as long as we can, you know, hopefully it continues to grow and we'll just Mm kind of keep doing our thing. So. Yeah. To, to, kind of go off what, uh, what Don was saying, uh, you know, that, that, that was, uh, that was pretty well uh, to their disadvantage to not have access to technology that, you know, today we take for granted. And that's something that has been such such a godsend to so many uh, so many groups, uh, such as uh, you know TF uh, you know TF Expo, BotCon, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and all these others. Uh, is you're able to kind of reach out to your fan base. You're able to uh, you know uh, kind of kind of put yourself out there and get the exposure that you know wasn't out there before. Right. Um, I'm a, I'm originally from a small town, uh, Paris, Illinois. It's just the other side of the Indiana state line there. So I mean, it's it's like a, like a you know three and a half four hour drive to Fort Wayne, and I didn't know about Botcon until uh, I think 1997. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, people collect these things? What? I still got these. I still yeah. play with them. <laughs> They're worth money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it blew my mind. I'm I'm like, oh my god, a convention for this stuff. You know, my, my, my mom grew up a, a, a Trekkie, okay? Yeah. She would come from, home from school. She would watch Dark Shadows. She would watch, you know, uh, Star Trek and all, all these shows that were on back then. And so I, I knew they, they had Star Trek conventions. And, you know, I knew people were starting to kind of do the, the Star Wars thing as, as far as, uh, you know, getting together and whatnot. But I would never dream Transformers, you know. Right. This, this is back in the days where we, we were still looking at things like, you know, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad and Toxic Crusaders and all sure. this. You know, Transformers still had G2 and Beast Wars and all that going on. Mm-hmm. You know. It's, um, it's funny, we... Uh, you know, everybody here, we kind of take it for granted. Of course, there's Transformers conventions, you know, there have been for the past 20 years, but mm-hmm. I kind of am reminded how in some ways it's an isolated fandom in some, just in some ways, because we do trade tables with the local anime convention, the local mm-hmm. steampunk convention. And, you know, we, we talk about our show and the, the, it's a Transformers convention and we get 
some of the strangest looks from some of the strangest people. It's like Transformers convention. Why does, do people go to that kind of thing? And it's like it's, you're, it's still you're in decked its, out. And, it's still in its infancy because yeah. the Bay movies really brought about um, a wider exposure that really right. did not exist since 1985 in terms of well, the peak of popularity. And I think the only time we even saw a peak of popularity even close to that was like 1997 Beast Wars, yeah. um, where it was the number one holiday toy. Uh, but otherwise, it was always something that's like, wow, like there's a huge fandom related to this. And it's, exactly. always, been, it's always been very small where, you know, go, anime has always had a big following because it's been a whole genre. So it's very right. easy to get behind a whole genre. Same thing with a comic book convention. It's a whole genre, regardless mm -hmm. of it. Marvel, DC, mm -hmm. Indie Books, Top Cow, you know, Dark Horse. But to do a convention just about one property... If it wasn't like the big two, Star Wars, Star Trek, it almost sounded out of the question at the time. Yeah. So well, even well, even nowadays when I when I talk to people that I know in my physical life, and I tell them where I go on vacation, and these are people that are that they they've heard about the movies, they know that it's it's a thing that exists, and I get the exact same response. There's a Transformers convention, and it's, they just can't believe there's something that people would go to that just for that and it not be a general toy show. Right. But, you know, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's changing and more people are being exposed to it. So it'll become more of a, a, a thing into itself and not just a surprise to everybody. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's kind of, um, I think the way we look at it, we're almost kind of, ambassadors for the brand in some sort of way because we're i guess you know and, and you guys are too certainly on a bigger scale with tfcon but um you know there's people that come to our show that have never been to a transformer what you're doing or, and it's like because i find that botcon is a lot more expensive so it's not the mm -hmm. easiest way to get into it right you know, even at, a, at an entry level whether it be a one-day admission could be very expensive. So when you have a convention that's a Transformer convention, but you have an entry level of $10 at the door for the day or 15 sure. it's a lot easier for people to, yep. you know, to have their cherry pop, so to speak, sure. and, and really understand what goes on, where it's very hard to turn to someone and say, yeah, I go to Bacon every year. Why don't you come with? And you see the $410 right. Primus package, and they go, ooh, okay, uh, Good luck with that, you know. Yeah. So, well, it's, you know, I'll, it's always it's the I, the smaller shows is always it's an easier in because I I know especially with even TFCon today there's constantly new faces that are like oh this is my first one and it's very easy for it to be the first one when it's affordable when it's you know you can take a chance on it you know yeah and, and the good thing is the small the smaller cons uh like like a TF Expo. As it becomes more prevalent, other cons can open up with their smaller niches and mm -hmm. sort of like, for example, I didn't know, but there's a gym convention for several years that I didn't know. Yay. There was a gargoyles convention that I, I didn't know. know you about. said gym. Sorry, I thought you said gym. No. <laughs> so I mean, you know, so under the under the inter, under the umbrella that is collecting, there are so many one focus things like Jim or Gargoyles or SWAT cast with there being a new Kickstarter. Yes. And then they can have, they can have the, their own conventions and using the models that you and Tia Khan are doing. 
you know, so so that so that'll sure. help everybody. Exclusive clothing. Don't ask. Really? Wow. <laughs> I went with someone else. Don't wow. judge me. No, 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 no. I wouldn't judge you. Just, I, mean, I thought you. To be fair, I thought that if there'd be boy toys, I'd have the monopoly. You know? <laughs> I was wrong. There was very few boy toys, but <laughs> it was an it was an experience. But we'll save that for another uh, that's, podcast. That's a matter of your interpretation of the. Yeah, it was boy. an experience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but you know, but like I said, that that'll be good. That other other people that are in these more narrowly focused fandoms can say, mm-hmm. hey. If they did it, why can't we? And that's sure. going, and that's going to be good for everybody. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Probably yeah, I, is always good. Uh, I was going to say, I think uh, conventions in general, I think, are, are in kind of a growth period right now. Mm-hmm. I know just in the Wichita area, we've had two Comic Cons start just in the past couple of years, just since mm-hmm. we've been doing TF Expo. So wow. I guess there's the danger that you're going to have a bubble <laughs> at some point. In the- there's going to be too many conventions in one smaller area, but um, yeah, but nice thing is, you know, we all kind of help each other out and, and do trade tables at each other's events and try to give each other as exposure, much exposure as we can. So. Well, let me ask you this, like in the Wichita area, how, how common is conventions in general? Let's say like a co- the average comic convention or something. Is it a common thing or... Well, you're really breaking ground in one sense. Well, we've got, like I said, just just those two Comic Cons have started in the past year or two, and we really didn't have a Comic Con of any kind. So there you go. Well, then, so there so. you go. So, in a lot of ways, you're also just bringing that kind of entertainment locally that just didn't exist before. Because sure. The, the, the one thing that was at least successful with TFCon, whether it be uh, Toronto or the Chicago USA show, was we were bringing it to areas that already had that traffic already right. had that market there already was big conventions in toronto sure. big conventions so what you're doing you have a little more of a difficult mountain to climb because right. in a lot of ways i don't want to say no one's ever done it before but it's mm-hmm. it's not that market yet but it could grow you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's yeah, why yes mm-hmm. definitely yeah one of our obstacles with wichita is that it's expensive to fly in and out of um we're just not i mean i think we're just the right distance from any particular hubs like dallas or denver or, mm-hmm. or anything else that it's like you've got to take you know a multiple leg flight to get here which is weird because like i said we're right in the middle of the country we're known as the air capital but it's it's expensive to fly in and out and that's another obstacle for putting our show together too of course because we've got to play guests in and out so mm-hmm. but you know it's just one of those challenges we kind of at least we know what we're dealing with and kind of address it you as we have year. to. Oh, yeah. there's the, even TFCon after all these years, there's still, there's always a learning curve for everything. Sure. You do, you do a new idea, mistakes happen. You learn from right. it. What I always suggest, have a Q and a at the end, learn, you know, let people yes. be, because we always had that and there's always criticism, whether it be good criticism right. or bad, there always is criticism and we do listen to it. So yeah, and we do our organizers. Something that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Phil, I want to ask you, what is the one thing that you're when you get to be big enough? What's the one thing that you want to do that you can't quite do yet? Just like a goal that you want to do. Well, I want to, uh, you know, obviously we'll be able to add more voice actors as we go, um, and I think 
I'd really like to be able to do, you know, like a theme of voice actors. Like, I mean, even if it's just two or three together, do like a Beast Wars year where we do, I'm sure everybody's going to try to do that next year with the Beast Wars 20th anniversary. But, Definitely. Um, do like a Transformers animated year where we get, you know, Townsend Coleman and David Kay and everybody. Mm -hmm. in. So I think, uh, you know, you talk to playing to your strengths. I think we do pretty well with guests. Um, they seem to enjoy the time that they spend here. Um, they, they seem to always sell a lot of autographs and enjoy interacting with the fans. Um, I think, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, one thing that we can offer that the larger cons can't is we can offer them a little bit more time and a little bit more intimate experience with the guests um, just because there's not hundreds of people standing in line to meet them. They can kind of greet and interact with them a little bit more than they can at the beer cons. So, so that's, that's one strength of our show and I'd like to continue building on that. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> for instance, uh, just this past year, uh, it was the first time I'd been to BotCon since 2008 in Cincinnati when they uh, when they debuted uh, uh, animated, which was new at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, with, with, with this year's show, I had the Primus package and the Frank Welker experience. And uh, I uh, previously hadn't taught any of the the you know upper packages uh, before, so that this was a kind of a new thing for me. And the way everything was scheduled, uh, I understand why they had to, to schedule the way they did, uh, with, with Frank having such a busy schedule and all. But uh, I was so busy uh, doing this and then doing this and then doing this and trying to get everything straight and make sure I got all my bases covered. I actually uh, ended up missing out on the Frank Welker photo op. Uh, by like 40 minutes mm. and once I got to looking at my paper I, I felt my soul just leave my body I was like oh my uh, god um, mm. and, and that was one downside because you know I, I was I was worried about this and worried about this and worried about all, you know all these different things that I lost sight of you know one of the main ones uh, for that uh, Frank Walker experience I, I got his autograph I got to you know meet him uh, shake sure. his hand and all that just just as I did with uh, with Sue and with John mm -hmm. uh, but but I I think the uh, the 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 rush uh, of it or yeah. the feeling of urgency the sense of urgency right. I think uh, kind of complicated matters uh, just a bit uh, yeah I just, I lost track of what I was doing and missed out on that as a result I mean I'm, I'm sure they'll probably have him again later on uh, sure because I mean it's Frank Welker yeah he he seemed to have enjoyed his experience there he was on fire there at the uh at the hall of fame ceremony uh oh yes for, for his induction uh so <laughs> i i'm i'm gonna guarantee he, he will be back uh okay. but i mean that that was kind of a downside yeah that's too bad but uh, uh and, and also uh something else i wanted to mention is uh you you brought up how uh, next year is going to be a, an anniversary year uh mm -hmm. specified you know beast wars which is uh you know up to a lot of people their g1 Sure. You know, it was one of the biggest series, but what I think oh that makes you feel old. But what I think might be uh, something to take out of left field, Beast Machine mm -hmm. field, uh, <laughs> is maybe the uh, RID 1.0 anniversary. That's also that year. Yeah, that's true. Anniversary yes. uh, of that because I, I don't think people are really looking at that old series. Yeah. Uh, right now, I don't think it's anyone on anybody's radar. I it's am. Also, the thirtieth. Well, I, I know you are. <laughs> it's also the thirtieth anniversary of uh, the movie. Yeah. Gobots in Japan, 
uh, which was called Machine Robo. It's going to be the 30th anniversary of their anime series, and that's why there's going to be a uh, kind of like a masterpiece line, if we'll call uh -huh. it that. Um, you don't hear anything else about it. Yeah, I know. I eh, don't. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. It's teased. It's teased like crazy, but we're going to probably hear more next year. Well, it was, it was like masterpiece. You know, it took three years to get that figure out from G Gundam, so it's yeah. But yeah, so there's also going to be that. So that's another thing yeah. to play up, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus the animated movie from '86 too. That's, that's mm, yeah, yeah that too also. So I mean, they, 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 they could go the '86 route. They could go the Beast Wars route. I mean, it's hard telling. But I, I really think uh, R.I.D. 1.0 might be a, a good direction because I don't yeah. think anybody else is going to do it. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would love to see I would love love seeing Neil Kaplan again in person. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he was so much fun that the one year he was at BotCon. Yeah, we've talked about trying to bring him in, so he's he's on the list of potential people to reach out to. So that would be that would be fun. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Fifteenth anniversary of R.I.D. So yeah, good I like old, that idea. Good old Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of voice actors, so you did say you had Ben uh, Gilbertson there uh -huh. was. Uh, but he's you know, he's here this year, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Good lord. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, His astral train of thought derailed. Ah. It it very much did. Yes. So um, what kind of uh, it, what kind of are, are you having a panel or is it a signing um a booth with him um what are you uh, offering yeah. to your well, we'll do. Uh, we're gonna do autograph times with him, and then we'll do the the standard voice actor panel, and then we're gonna do a panel a panel with him and Buzz together because the panel that we did with Greg Berger and Flint Dilly together in 2013 was really good. We just called it G1 Memories, and we kind of just put them down together in a panel, and they they just kind of went on for an hour, and it was very entertaining. So hoping you know lightning will strike twice, and uh, Dan and Buzz will will give us some some good memories this time. Sure. Now, uh, Dan Gilbert's in. Is, is, is he featured in uh, Transformers Devastation? I, I don't recall. Yes, he he's supposed he to be. Yeah. Okay, I was I was thinking he was, but I, I couldn't remember for sure. I, I know yeah. Greg Berger was coming back as, uh, mm -hmm. as Rick and of course, Frank and Pete. Um, All the original G1 voice actors are scheduled to be in it, with the exception, obviously, of Chris Latta for Wheeljack and Starscream. Oh, sure. um, and actually, according to John Machia, he said uh, in a panel at TF that he is in talks with them also. So oh, that might mean something. So And it could be for the upcoming Machinima uh, Combiner Wars series, too. Oh, that's true, too. It could be that. Yeah. He said he was doing something video game related for Transformers. So. Oh, okay. Well, that, that could so, be it, then. That's why. So could, But yeah, so far, it's all the original actors up to this point, yeah. except for the ones that are not breathing anymore. Yeah, I've got pretty high hopes for that Machinima series. I hope they they do go back and get some G1 voice actors for that because obviously oh, if it's fan targeted and the fans really care about the voice actors, I think I think that'd be one way to to uh, appease some people and, and get some attention for that. Yeah. Well, it's this isn't really related. It's kind of related on it's a tangent. Uh, but you were talking about, you know, about getting the right voice actors. Mm -hmm. I saw today at my local Toys R Us this that supersized robots in disguise Bumblebee. Uh -huh. Runs about fifty dollars US. Yeah, it is not the it is not the Will Wheaton voice. No. And if if they don't get the if they don't get the 
actor that does the voice in one of their flagship shows for a new target age group for their $50 toy on the shelf, are they are they going to spring the money necessary to get some of these people that we want to hear? That's kind of worries me right there. Uh, to be fair, I mean, our original G2, Megatron, and Optimus didn't exactly have their original oh, voices. Well, uh, well, I know, but well, I mean, <laughs> that's true. But it's a whole different uh, yeah. toy, toy market and voices. I mean, we, we were very lucky to have a Gary Chalk with an Air Attack Optimus Prime yeah, in RID. But, but I mean, yeah. that 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 is always a fluke. I mean, even yeah. look, but, even um, movie toys. A lot of them don't feature Peter Cullen's voice. They usually feature the janitor at Hasbro that was recording the voice <laughs> yeah. at the time. Uh, that, that, that's that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Is uh, think think back to like uh, 2007. So, uh, I don't really. In, in the Optimus Prime helmet, you had the the one voice, and then you also had the Peter Cullen variant. Yeah, there was two versions. Both yeah. were out uh, on the shelves simultaneously. The same product, but yeah. different voice actors in them. Well, it, 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 I, it, don't, it, I don't really more... think there's a correlation there. Right. Well, it, well, it just seems to me that with with today's with Hasbro and the other companies, knowing that the fan, I know the fan base is small. I'm just saying it just seems like since they're doing so much for. The fan base is knowing what we look for in a toy, and a fifty-dollar price point toy not having the right voice seems like it's kind of a bad decision. Right away, budgetary. You have to understand something, Don. Like, and Hasbro has also established this too. RID isn't. I know it's isn't the demographic for the collector market. Oh, I know. Actually, they've established like. RID is the is the gateway market for the younger fan that isn't the R, isn't the rescue bots market, which is the play school thing. And right. gen, like if a generations toy didn't make that effort, I think your argument would be more valid. But the RID toys are they're it's different. They're, they're their whole construction, the fact that they have a uh, cell phone device kind of play pattern is more leading to the fact that they're trying to get a new group of people that don't right. play with toys. They're, this is the right. kid that has the iPad device, downloads the, the app for free online, and then in the app goes, hey, want to unlock more characters, buy this toy. They oh, buy yeah. the toy, I mean, they become addicted. That's the play pattern. They're getting those kids mm-hmm. that normally weren't buying toys. Right. So RID, unfortunately, kind of exists in a different marketing and play pattern product that isn't aimed. I mean, yeah, hey, me and you collect those, granted, yes, yeah. but we're not the target demographic like the well, generation's it, toys. Yeah, it, just, it just seems to me that if you have a toy that's $50 on the shelf and you want to make sure that when that, that toy is gets in the hands of, the, of your target audience, you want them to enjoy that toy and have a good experience. But when they press that button and it doesn't sound like Bumblebee, that can also convey some negative connotation right there. I don't there. know. Like, uh, if I think back, if I think back means were a kid, I could care less if it sounded like the voice actor. Yeah, it didn't bother me with G2 Prime. It didn't yeah, bother me with Megatron Attack. Than, yeah. you know? But kids are a lot smarter nowadays too. So uh, I, 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 I'm, just, well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying the, the way the market's changing. That seems like that would be a, a fault you would not want to risk. It, it, it's a whole other topic. It's yeah. there's there's it's a lot deeper explanation okay. than just that. There's a yeah. lot that goes into that than 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 just like a, a fifty dollar price point oversized whatever supreme toy whatever that class is. It's let let under. It's a, it's a funky class. <laughs> yeah, it's it's its own thing. Giant. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other topic. In all honesty. 
We're here to talk uh, about TF Expo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as it comes to the Machinimus show, though, you also have to think about um, how much input Machinima as a channel has into that series mm-hmm. and, and how much input Hasbro is actually having and, and who is who is who is it that has to go out and get the voice actors. If it's Hasbro, they have more sway. The voice director. If it's Machinima, yeah. you know, how, who are they going to be able to get? We don't know. For something that's possibly not going to be selling commercials, you know, you have to consider the budget, like how, you know, what, what funds this animation? Is it just a commercial to sell the toys? So they're banking on that, if that's the case. And there's been flash animations in the past mm-hmm. that were official that were done by Hasbro where it wasn't the original voice actors. They there's were been, always real to me. There, there's They're been real. a lot of stuff oh, yeah. that existed like that, that, you know, if, like, let's put it this way. Would you want the animation to be really good, or would you want it to have Peter Cullen, Michael Bell, Frank Welker, and Dan Gilbazen? You know, you have to balance the budget there, too. Yeah. So, Given that it's Machinima, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they will probably have a lot more uh, at, at their disposal uh, resources and, right. uh, and, and uh, monetary. Uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, Ashton Trainer fought again. Uh, yeah, but I, I think uh, Machina, uh, uh, together with Hasbro, I think the animation uh, will probably be of a decent standard and that they will be able to get, may, maybe not every one of them, but they'll, they'll probably get uh, a, a fair amount of the uh, original voice actors or, or at least Pete and Frank. Uh, I, I, I'm yeah. as, long as, as long as they don't kill off Bazooka, I'll, I'll panel again. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that tangent Renegades aside. Renegades reference. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bazooka. That tangent aside, um, so, of course, we're all Transformers fans for toys. Um, so what do you want to tell us about the dealer room? Any, you know, any dealers in particular that are showing up that are of note? Uh, well, we're pretty excited to have Captured Bray on board this year. Um, toys, great buyers, great service. Yes, um, <laughs> I've always enjoyed dealing with them in the past, so it'll be great to have them at our show. Um, they seem pretty excited to come, and we're excited to have them there. Obviously, uh, we do have <clears throat> Dub K Toys is going to have a pretty big booth there. They're actually based here in Wichita, but they're a uh, pretty pretty loyal dealer with TF Expo, and they've they've got a lot of uh, fan base too. They do a lot of third party stuff, so. Uh, excited to have them on board. We've got um, Prairie Dog Comics here in town. is actually our guest sponsor, so they're sponsoring oh, okay. Buzz Dixon and Matt Frank. Um, so we're doing the event with them on Sunday to kind of follow up the convention. So we're, but they've got they actually purchased a pretty large G1 collection um, about a year ago. So they were, I'm sure they're going to be bringing that to the show. And uh, yeah, and then that's it's going to be the most packed dealer room we've had for sure. We actually have had um, this ballroom is sectional and we've had two sections in the past uh, devoted to the dealer room and then we used the third room for something else. We're actually opening up all three sections this year for the dealer room. So awesome. kind of fantastic. Kind of expanding there. Uh, we're, I'll be excited just to shop in the dealer room myself. I don't know <laughs> if I'll have time to run the convention. We might have to let some other people do that. But you'll be excited. Your wallet will not. Yeah, exactly. Well, well Phil, my wife I... will not. 
<laughs> let me ask this, Bill. When you get a chance to go to the dealer room, what's the one thing you're looking for? In our dealer room, I'm, I'll am i probably have my list. I don't know. I don't have like a holy grail right at the moment. I've kind of kind of scaled back on the G1 stuff, and I kind of pick up the Hasbro stuff as it comes out. I I do a little bit of Takara Tomy, a little bit of third party, but that's kind of kind of more on the side just as I can afford it. So, <laughs> but I, I always am on the lookout for deals, and there's always kind of this list of things. It's like, well, if I see a good deal on that someday, then then I'll I'll go after it. But there's not any one thing I'm probably trying to zero in on. So no Lyle Kaiser gift set or or dino. No, that's that's usually a little bit outside of my wheelhouse, unfortunately. I wish it weren't, but you know. So, that's something yeah, Orson would have at his table, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah we would. Because well, he had, uh, because he had Dino King at Botcon. I held it. Yeah. Dino King gift set. Yeah, he's going to be bringing. Uh, speaking of Orson, he's going to be bringing some third-party prototypes out of the show. So we'll actually be able to display some new product there. Um, so looking forward to that. I don't, I don't remember specifically exactly what all he's bringing. I think there was some. I think there was some mastermind and maybe some fans project. I don't want to misspeak on that, but but uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he brings. Uh, you being able to roll out third-party products on display would be, I guess that's another goal for the show. Like I said, I'd like to, to be able to expand our voice actor offerings per year, but I'd really like to kind of become known as a place that third parties can come and display their product. I know, you know, TFCon's kind of made its footprint that way, so. It would be nice to to have that happen with our show as well. Yeah. Well, it seems like there's a new third-party company every week. It's yeah, a, <laughs> they're they're bursting at the seams. They need yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we'd love to to have some of that happen at our show. In fact, there's probably another third-party one uh, just now. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you During this that? podcast, one formed. Yeah. Right. I keep saying, come out with third-party Beast Wars figures. You got my money. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think I think next year you're going to actually see a lot more. Yep. Uh, you know, well, we've got, you know, we haven't had many recently, but we do have that new Lyle Convoy coming Leonidas. out. Leonidas. Yeah. Right, thank you. I can remember the name. So, you know, I'm hoping we'll see a lot. You know, if we get a, uh, you know, third-party masterpiece retracts. Yeah. I really want to. I'm really looking forward to that masterpiece primal. I'm definitely going to pick that one up. Oh, and then we'll have to bring Gary Chalk back so he can autograph it for me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But but we're going to have to decide: is it going to be is it going to be molded or flocked? Oh, we don't. Ooh. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Be the Mossman debate all over again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now no. I'm imagining primal with fuzzy underwear. <laughs> nice. Uh, Underoos. Beast mode. Not that beast yeah. mode. <laughs> wrong one. Wrong one. Abort. Yeah. Yeah. I I want I picturing. want the fuzzy prime. And I'm yeah, now picturing I'm now picturing Optimus Prime running around in underoos. <laughs> if I can't brush it, I'm not happy. Yeah. Intro quote. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh. All right. So, is there anything else you want you would like to share with with the uh, our listeners about TF Expo? Um, not really. Just uh, thank thank you guys for your support in the last couple of years, and thank uh, 
to thank all the all the fans who come out every year. I hope we see some new people this year and um, hope to see some of the old ones too. And we we're just in it to have fun, basically. That's why we started and why we're continuing. So, so we'll, we'll keep going as long as we can and hope to have a great show this year. Now, I, I just I want to double check. Uh, what, when was that exactly again? August 14th and 15th, Friday and Saturday. So it's almost here. Yeah, just yeah, a couple weeks like away, two weeks. two weeks from today. Yeah. Nice. I got a lot to do. <laughs> now, uh, have y'all got walk-ins available? or? We do, yeah. Yeah, we've okay. got general admission available. Mm-hmm. So, so if you didn't know about it and you want to go now, yeah. you can still walk you in. You can still walk in, yeah. And we're selling okay. discount tickets through a couple of the stores in town, the Prairie Dog Comics that I mentioned, and then the Borough is a is kind of like a geek gift shop here in town that is selling discount tickets for us also. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of different ways you can attend. So I hope, hope we see a lot of people there. Well, I hope you have a huge crowd. I hope it's busting at the seams, successful, and it just lets you do bigger and better things next year. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We, uh, we're hoping to, like I said, be able to continue as long as we can and get a little bigger and better every year. So, mm-hmm. okay. Now, do, do you have any, uh, do you have anything going on in, in the way of, uh, of, uh, cosplay? We do actually. Yeah. Um, thanks for mentioning that. We do have a cosplay yeah. contest every year. Um, and the borough donates a, a gift certificate to the winners. So, and then we've got a couple other prizes. I think we, we do first, second and third prize for that. So, um, that'll be a, we don't have a pre-registration for the cosplay contest, but we okay. we have a walk-up registration for that. When you do your admission or, or when you check in for pre-registration for the show, you can register for the okay. cosplay contest. So we had a, actually, I've got a video that I put together. I keep meaning to post. We had a pretty good cosplay contest last year. We had um, a couple girls that did More Than Meets the Eye, Cyclonus, and Tailgate, mm-hmm. which was a, which was pretty cool. I need to post pictures of that, but we... Uh, nice. And then we had uh, a couple other gals who did um, Age of Extinction, Crosshairs, and Drift. So, yeah, it was just kind of kind of a fun all over the place cosplay uh, contest. But yeah, fantastic! A lot of fun. Well, when you do get it again. Video, we are doing it again. When you get that video up, the you know. Send it our way. We'll put it up on the. Uh, I will. Thing. Yeah, I just I was looking for music for it. It's basically edited, so I'll try to get that up tomorrow. And we'll uh, yeah. we'll definitely share it. We got several cosplayers on our cast that oh, are good. really interested in that. Yeah. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to hit all the all the different aspects we can. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got our. Uh, we do our script contest every year too, where you can actually write a script for the dinner script reading that we do on Saturday night. So we've got uh, we've got a pretty good script that we've chosen for that this year. That'll be starring again as Bumblebee, of course, and then we we pick uh, voice actors from the attendees who get to fill in the other roles. So, well, see, you're already doing something. I've asked them to do a lot con for several years, oh, just to have yeah. like a writers con, like a writers contest, because uh-huh. you know I, I can't I can't draw, I can't craft. I suck at dioramas, but I can write. Yeah. You know, so that that that's cool. I I, I I'm yeah. glad you're doing that. Yeah. Well, you should uh you should enter next year. I mean, yeah. When are you gonna yeah. write the uh, TFYLP radio opera? Oh, that's starring <laughs> Radamush Primal. 
Yes. Exactly. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Do do, do I get to climb the balcony? <laughs> well, you'll be lucky if we let you in the building. <laughs> oh, come on. Just because I showed up in a leotard. Oh God. <laughs> Check please. I want a picture of you guys in a leotard. Hey, at least it was fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that's like that's like being a speedo. You know, some <laughs> things we don't we need to think about. It's not a Ron and Moose play if you're not wearing a nice pair of moose skin underwear. I, mean. <laughs> I think there's laws about that. I yeah. think. About wearing speedos or about wearing moose skin? Uh, <laughs> both. Okay. Yeah, where where did they ever come up with the idea for the He-Man furry underwear? I never figured that out. Because I guess it's supposed to look like a loincloth, but it doesn't really. That's... It's just kind of its own weird thing. That's like, of course we skin animals and wear them as underwear. Why wouldn't we? The kind of the standard <laughs> barbarian caveman-ish. Speedo. Uh, it was supposed to be a Conan the Barbarian line that became He-Man, so uh, its, it's <laughs> roots are grounded on that. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, it makes, makes more uh, sense that way. So, furry underwear aside, um, <laughs> goodness. All right, well, uh, so you can all go, I mean, now what was the location again? It's, uh, it's in Wichita, Kansas. And the, is... uh, yeah, uh, it's at the Holiday Inn East I-35 location at uh, the location of Kellogg Road and Rock Road in Wichita, Kansas. All right. So if anyone's around there and wants to go have a good time, meet up with some fans. I mean, it's even with even with Transformers being becoming bigger and bigger, it's still so many people out there don't realize how many fans there are, and they think they're isolated and alone. So, uh, you know, it's always fun to show up to one of these things and just hang out. Um, smaller, more intimate settings. Always yeah, great oh, place to make new friends. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to move. Um, I, we want to thank you for having you on, and you're welcome to stay with us as we move on, and we're going to talk about some third-party stuff. And, uh, okay. I wish I could you. stick around, but I think I probably better jet at this point. But I really appreciate right. you guys having me on, on board. Right. So. Well, we appreciate having great. you. great, a lot of fun and very informative. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, be sure you, you join our script contest next year. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so. I'm, I might do that. Okay. Do that. Yeah, All, right. Keep it. Yeah. All right. Well, All thanks, right. thanks for being on the show, and we hope you have a great convention. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate it. Take care, Phil. Take All care. right. You too. Thanks. All right, that's guys. Gonna be, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I hope I hope everybody has a great time. As long as it's gonna be a real, really great convention. Yes. Yeah, I've I've always uh, I've always enjoyed kind of the, the smaller convention uh, uh, atmosphere anyway because uh, you, you you get too many people and it, it kind of sucks the fun away because you're you're too congested, you're hot, you know, it's just it's like being stuck in a line at Walmart. You know, I'm sorry, the, the line at Walmart, the, the, the one lane they have open. Well, you know, and the good thing and the good thing about that show uh, is that they've got some – and the dealer's room is not only going to be bigger than normal. They're going to have a lot of the well-known people like Capture Prey 
who is uh, one of our sponsors, uh, and also they deal with a lot of the, a lot of the third party items. So uh, if when you see this stuff, when, when you go to TF Expo and you see all these prototypes, uh, be sure to check out Captured Prey. Uh, great toys, great prices, great service. CapturedPrey.com. They'll probably have pre-order information up as soon as it's available. Um, and also, don't forget Mega Toy Fan. Uh, he deals he deals a lot of the earlier stuff as well. Uh, so that way, if you're looking for something vintage, parts, or a full figure, uh, check out Mega Toy Fan. Uh, maximize your collection, minimize your price. Uh, Mega Toy Fan uh, on Facebook uh, as well. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, third party in news, because there's been a few things come out today, and the most concerning involves this guy. Yes. Yes. So some That is have, a potential heartbreak. Yeah, and so some have found that... Oh, gosh dang. So some has found that good old Mixmaster here is a bit fragile where he tilts at the ankle for Devastator. And I'm looking at mine right now, and I see stress marks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a picture up here, but uh, what do you guys think about this? Well, I was looking at it. Uh, I don't actually have a figure yet myself. I'm, you know, combination poor, and also I haven't seen it locally, like, anywhere. Um, but for, from the images I've seen, uh, it looks as though it's Mixmaster's hip that's attempting to ram up through his pelvis when you pivot that too far, and as a result, you end up uh, cracking or even snapping off the uh, the, the one side of, of his of his pelvis just above the ball joint. Um, and I, I guess whenever, whenever you get transformed there, Don or uh, Okay. Well, there, well there, there's the picture there. Actually, that, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just I was trying to check mine and see if I saw any. I can't tell if that's a stress mark or if it's just some flash in the same area. Looks like a fracture. That that's that's a fracture. That's that's a break in the plastic. Definitely. No, I mean I mean on oh, mine. Oh, oh on yours. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just I got a little bit of a I got a little bit of a discoloration there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I've only done my ankle tilt two notches. So I haven't I haven't even used the full ankle tilt, so I'm not sure. How. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm seeing too is just a little bit of discoloration there, mm-hmm. um, and I probably would have thought nothing of it except for seeing this picture. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I don't think I'm gonna be tilting his ankle any further than I am right now. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder, do you suppose it could be uh, one of two factors? I mean, I, the, the given being, you know, someone trying to tilt the ankle too far by force and forcing a toy, obviously, can, can break it. I mean, that's, that's with anything. Um, but do you suppose it could be maybe due to the, the weight of the Devastator figure as a whole no. on, on that one area? There, there was recently uh, a translated interview with uh, Shogo, who was the guy who helped design it. And people who don't, who aren't familiar with Shogo, he's the guy who's actually also behind all our recent Masterpiece stuff. Okay. And he said that he, he was the one, when he went into this, he kind of designed it with the intent of a lot of Masterpiece engineering. Uh-huh. And I think that in the process of doing that, where there is a lot of articulation, a lot of areas for the combined robot mode, um, you have to understand 
as much as that price point might seem expensive that we're paying for Devastator, it really is like six Voyagers, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cheap when you think about it, when it's six Voyagers for what you're paying. So there's probably some areas where they had to be a little more skimpy with the plastic. And the purple plastic in that area is a little thinner. Um, but that being said, so far we've only really had one case of this. You know, it's it's not like a gold plastic syndrome thing where we have a, a whole bunch of people with broken, you know, Beast Wars Grimlocks and uh, and Transmetal Megatrons. Yeah, true. True. So I think I, so until more people come forward with this, because I mean, so far this hasn't happened to mine, but yeah, I haven't what? really finicked with it that much to the point yeah. that that would happen. So yeah. until yeah. this becomes more, you know, until a second person comes forward and says, yeah, this has happened to me too. It's, it, it's more of a, uh, a light warning than it is a, a common issue right now. Yeah. The, the, the figures just now starting to, to come out to retail and it really hit yeah. saturation in, in different markets. So maybe we'll we'll see this as as time goes on uh, and as the figure becomes more and more common. Yeah. Um. Although th- this this could uh, be p- a possible cause for more people to seek out that third party uh, uh, cement mixer. I, mix, I can't remember the name of it. The, the not mix master. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, right. The the actual uh, name of the figure. Uh, Doctor Wu, I think, is the one that's producing this. Yeah. Uh. But uh, yeah, I, I almost wonder, is, do you suppose the same issue may exist for Scrapper? Is, is there any sort of similarity in the ankle joint there? Um, I have to go get it. Yeah, I, I don't have it to look at it, but no, I, I just wonder really. if so, one ankle has it, the other might in some way. So if you look at here at uh-huh. Master, um, his ankle tilt is sort of contained within uh, the torso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within that torso. And so it doesn't really uh, come out of it as much as it just moves within it. Where over here, um, because it's sort of the full uh, torso is up here, and it's mm-hmm. just moving in here. Yeah, and there's less stress on body, it. Yeah, it's mostly just tilting like they even have like a perfect little gap there for it so it's not really um now those gaps are they are they going to fall into the same problem is it just on the one side uh it's just on the one side so, the, so his so ankle can't tilt tip, only, tilt out. his ankle tilts only tilts in the one direction for both legs okay um if you try to tilt them the other way you're going to have a bad time did not expect that i figured it would have been symmetrical But yeah, so I'm I'm not entirely too entirely concerned. I mean, I'm at the point where I pose them just a little bit when I open them up, and then I stick them in the shelf in the way I want them to look. Yeah. And that's pretty much how they stay. Um, but it is for those who do like to take dynamic poses, you know, dynamic pictures with these guys, or or pose them in very dynamic sort of uh, displays. It, might turn out to be more of an issue for them. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, it's I, I think you're all right. We'll just have to wait and see what more people find as they get them in their collections. Yeah. And and, and just you know, and get some more numbers out there. But it's, it, but it's it, like that. It's like that with any transformer toys. Like, 
we're we're just learning now of of movie toys that have brittle issues. You know, after, I mean, especially because so many fans just open them, mess with them once, then it sits on the shelf for years. And I mean, only now, like there was reports. Um, this was recently. Uh, Legends Scorponok from the 2007 movie. Like it's so it's like gold plastic now. Oh, really? Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I never. It takes time. Anything. Yeah, don't go back and mess with it because then I checked mine. Yeah, it's, it's brittle. Um, huh. Well, so, I was always. You know, worried. It just it just takes someone just going back and taking a look at it over a period of times, and this is such a fresh toy right now. So. So so lo- looking at it from a distance, you're shuffling across the room, and it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. pretty sure you know, drop tests were part of it. I was always pretty worried about that uh, that movie preview Starscream. Oh yeah. Like, how is oh, that yeah. thing not Br- just brownish dust on shelves right now? <laughs> Oddly enough, that one seems to not have an issue. Um, they got like practically every movie toy ever made. Sadly. Well. When, when, when that figure came out, it came out as its own issue because it looked like a literal flaming turd. The, 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 you got the, the, the entry mode. It's brownish in color. It has the, the flame out the back. You know, just, you want to just put it in a paper sack and sit on someone's doorstep. The, 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 I like the Prime, though. I thought the Prime was pretty good. Yeah, it does... Uh... You know, it's it's always interesting because they they swore up and down that they had solved that gold plastic problem. Like I can't remember how long ago, but then you had like the Star Wars Chewbacca and mm. uh, Han Solo set, and Chewbacca's like just turning into dust already. Oh um, yeah, him yeah, because he has like the BPS. He has like brown yeah. plastic syndrome. Yeah, he's just got that. To what yeah. uh, Transmetal Megatron has. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just recently. Uh, I was very gently when I got my Detolfs dusting him uh, to put him into the Detolfs so I never had to touch him again. Yeah. And I sheared both of his arms off. Like, oh, my <laughs> God. I was like, no. And you know what sucks? Because, like, that's a toy that, like, when I broke mine, I was like, okay, I'll just buy a new one off of eBay. I no, bought a new won't. one off of eBay. It was sent to me in the mail, and it broke in transit. And I was just like... <laughs> Yeah, at this point... I'm just point, getting the Takara one. Yeah. Forget this. <laughs> so at this point, I'm resigned to, uh, you know, I'm going to buy an MISB and just... Yeah, the Takara yeah. one. It's it's not a show accurate, yeah. but it, it doesn't have that problem. Well, there's there's always Armada. Or that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have Predacons, so, like, if I want to mm-hmm. play with one, I have yeah. one I can play with. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey we're friend. showing... We're joined by a face we haven't seen in a while. And a face we didn't want to see. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Speak for What's yourself up? there, Don. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> so, man? Not much. I am yeah. feeding off my phone's Wi-Fi, so I hope this doesn't decide to just completely tank on me. <laughs> and he's gone. Oh. <laughs> well, speaking of GPS, I got a really good question. Have any of you guys owned Stacks? Yes. He really looks like he does possibly have it. Is that true I or not? I haven't transformed my stacks in years. He's been sitting on the shelf. He looks swirly. I used to have the GoBot stacks, but 
Well, this is the European. That's actually a better That's actually a better goalie. Yeah. Yeah. See. Um, that one. It's. Yeah, I've, I've never I, had that. One. I've I've transformed them recently to display them. I've never had problems. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, stuff's over there. I'm like, is that gonna break? Is that not gonna break? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is he a GPS bot? I, that's my question. I mean, I don't know. It's you know what it is. There's certain ones that even if they have the gold plastic, it's thick enough that it doesn't break. Um, a good example is uh, the feet of Thunder Clash. Like it's it's just this solid brick of it that. I mean, it, in theory, it, it should shatter, but it doesn't. Same thing, like, even um, Black Zarek. There's a lot of sensitive areas on it, but a lot of it, like his toes and stuff, they're just so – such a solid piece of, of gold plastic that it's not going to break. It's it's more like um, anyone who has um, Laser Rod Electro and ever transformed him. Oh, God. Like his yep. knees, yeah. forget about it. That's yeah. like a small small piece of gold plastic that will break like nothing. Or even recently now um, – Armada Optimus Prime, the leader one. Yeah. This guy? The elbows. <laughs> you want to call it? Yeah, that guy right there. This guy. Forget I have never him. transformed it. I have never transformed Don't it. Don't you dare. I'm afraid to. Skating on thin ice with that one. That's a very yeah. dangerous It's one. such a beautiful mold. Would somebody, for the really love is. of God, Hold reproduce on. this thing? <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying about the Armada Prime, though. Uh, one, one that I had before, uh, I, I had the, it was the left elbow. Uh, that hinge snapped. Super mode. As as well as yeah. the uh, the left ear on the super mode head. Both were uh, gold plastic, or gold goldish. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys I, know that, if that, um, any yeah. of the silver has any issues or not? No. no it's 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 just oh, the, no. the way that of those colors, specific brown and and the the you know the bronzish bronzish gold, emulated in the plastic shards into it and those shards create oxygen gaps those oxygen gaps over time create small fractures and then over time it expands and expands it's like when our beast wars grimlocks were breaking we had our mod optimus prime and nothing was wrong with it now mm. we have our toys today we're looking back at our mod optimus prime and going oh what the hell's going on who knows what's it's going to be in the future we might be messing with uh um you know dark of the moon not dark of the moon. Uh, there might be something on him one day, you know, but it might be like 10 years from now. So, or what is it? Uh, Goldfire, the, uh, that, um, that generation. It's something that could be so subtle that we don't pay attention to even the head. I'm looking right now, the head of, uh, of uh, masterpiece, uh, Sunstorm, the Hasbro release, you know, like uh, it's, you never know. You never know. It could be anything. Like, mm -hmm. like again, the recent report was that Legend Scorponok from the movie line, and no one would have thought of that back then. Why is his tail falling apart and everything? So, mm -hmm. no one thinks about it. Yeah. My my pyro actually many years ago I was, oh, I, yeah. was I was I was transforming him, and I didn't realize that he had he had gold plastic inside the waist for the mechanism. Yeah, the peg finished. And he, and, and so he many of them are like that. Yeah, he snapped in half and became a duocon. <laughs> nice. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, I really worry about like my generation's Rhinox. Not so much about GPS, but just you know, 
The, the, he has all those rubberized pieces, and what is yeah. going to happen to those pieces? The, the secret to actually taking oh, care yeah. of those um, when you have figures that have rubber is you got to keep them out of areas um, that have a lot of uh, steam or moisture because <laughs> I live in Florida. <laughs> oh man, then you're in, then well, the you air conditioner in that room or something. Because um, a very good example, like the the, the Old school equivalency of it is if anyone who owns monster pretender shells, like specifically what Dino King is and, and uh, Monstructor, Monster. um, you own those. Slicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's just it. So yeah. if you're in any kind of environment that, that really has moisture in it or, or any like a, a, a humid heat, um, what happens is the rubber inside the core of the rubber, there's moisture, which makes it rubbery. It comes to the surface. And then it starts to, like Don said, it leaks. And then after it leaks, it then dries out. And mm -hmm. then it becomes the most brittle, dangerous thing ever. And when you're talking like those monster pretenders, like what Jason has over there, uh, he has bristle back right there. When mm -hmm. you have to like force the pretender robot in there where it's supposed to be rubbery, instead it's just going to crack in half. Like it actually like splits. And I've seen the leaking I've seen on mint on card uh, monster pretenders which is crazy like they're sealed mint on card but the oxygen still gets through they get gets through through the back of the card just because the front is plastic doesn't mean the back is not going to have any oxygen through the cardboard um and i've seen where it leaks inside the card backs and then i've seen people where they've actually like they could like almost like like ripping a piece of pita in half like it just rips like that same kind of consistency rips right in half because it dries out and it's crazy like those ones and that's you're talking Rhinox when he becomes a 25-year-old toy, where he's going to be at that point. So it really, from what we've learned from the Monster Pretenders, it really is a uh, environment kind of thing. Hopefully we'll have Master Rhinox well, that that matter. Another one a lot of folks don't think about is like, you know, your Generation 2 laser rods and these guys. Um, Which one? The uh, yeah, reaction the masters. Oh, the, these okay. guys, these guys, and those actually suffer from the same thing GI Joes do with the rubber band in mm -hmm. the middle. But luckily, with those though, is they actually have, and I've had to fix a few action masters in the past. They have the mm -hmm. exact same O-ring as GI yep. Joes, and you could go to your local hardware store and buy O-ring bungs for your sinks, and they work perfectly with them. Mm -hmm. And I've done that actually a few times. I had to fix uh, my Action Master Optimus Prime. Uh, his snapped. All the other ones held up pretty well, but that one specifically, I remember it busted, and I realized that the GI Joe ones work perfectly fine, so you could actually use those. Yeah, there, there's well, a there's a there's one other thing. There, there's another thing I've noticed though with Action Masters mm -hmm. is the because uh, it's got a metal portion that goes between the hips. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it will round out and destroy the joint. Yeah. So yep. I'll get to the point that it doesn't want to hold. I got an axor that's like that, unfortunately. And I'm really not sure exactly how to fix that. Maybe take like a heat gun or something like that and try to remold the plastic, but not hit it real hard. Well, just uh, enough. But that's about the only thing I can think of. The, another way is also to take out the joint and put nail polish in it, like a clear mm -hmm. nail polish or something. It then thickens the joint and then let it dry, and then you can plop it back in and it actually uh, fixes that problem a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Well, I mean, I've, I've tried it with the uh, clear nail polish. It doesn't work. It's too far gone. So I think it's it's just going to be some slight remolding you have to do. But it's on the inside 
of the of the hips. So I mean, mm -hmm. you're not really going to see much in the molding if you ended up having to do a slight modification like that in order to repair some of them. Because I know guys out there that do collect these. There's some out there that hate these. The same thing with like the pretenders and stuff. Some people don't like those, but I still dig these things. I think they're awesome. But they're like, like Dan was saying, I mean, those things, they are repairable. It's just mm -hmm. knowing how to do it. But there's right. some that's just, you I can't do it. Tons of G1s <laughs> trying to salvage them. I can't remember if we've done one or not, but if we haven't, we really one day should do a how to repair your old toys. Oh, God. Man, you want to talk, like, I, there is more parts inside an 8485 transformer than there is on the outside. Like, there's gears and metal plates, like, springs. The, inso the, the inside. It's like the TARDIS. <laughs> has, like, a, a plate in there. There's all kinds of stuff that you don't see. Same thing, like, even here, the crotch area. There's like springs and joints that when you when you open this thing up, it just goes everywhere. Those ones are a mess. After the, 86, 87, 88, it gets a lot more. Those first two years, oh man. I've well, one thing a lot of folks don't understand is um, Optimus actually has like, when you transform him and click it out, he's supposed to actually have like a ratcheted shoulder. Yes. But sometimes it wears out so quickly that it just it's drops. Super worn out. Yeah, yeah, I see that. And a lot. it wears out so easy too. When you open them up, actually, there's like red dust inside because it's so worn out. Yeah, because yeah, it's anyways. well, it's really plastic pushing against plastic. There's nothing there to protect it. Um, I do know that I I watched a thing that Rocket Punch Army did. Um, Chachi Power, if you haven't ever seen that, he did this one thing where he actually had this type of lubricant that he was using to put on rubber tires that actually helps preserve them. But I'm not absolutely sure what that lubricant stuff is. I think he said something Armor about roll. it. I, I was, I, I've well, heard I, it might have, it might have been. I've heard of Armorall, but I know it's like a specialized thing for um, radio-controlled cars that he was using. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I forget what it was called, but it, it was kind of interesting because he was like, yeah, "If you use this, this will actually keep them from drying out." Because you know, like like Dan was saying, I mean, the drying out—that's what causes those wheels to just crack and crumble. Mm -hmm. It's the environment, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, so Dan or Don. Dan, Don, Jim. The headmaster. I think you gathered up uh, some third-party news for us, so why don't you yeah. go ahead and lead us into that? And... All righty. Uh, just a, a representative selection from across the, the interwebs uh, for our third-party news tonight. A couple of very interesting things. Uh, first up, from Allspark. Uh, we have, from the new company, Machine Boy, uh, we have a new, not from what we're seeing on the pictures, it's not exactly classic scale. It's a little bit bigger than classics and not quite masterpiece. But given how big Astro Train is shown in the animation, this might fit as a pretty good uh, classics Astro Train. And also the fact that it does come with a cold tender as part of the uh, the set. Is that link working? Sure. Yeah, let me... Uh... Sorry, behind the scenes, folks, guys. <laughs> oh, we were... Uh... Pay no attention yeah. to the man behind the curtain. 
He's not here. <laughs> There's a curtain. Yeah, we yeah. were we were talking about this, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Machine Boy Astro Train Triple Changer, which looks to be uh, very close to the show colors. Uh, it looks like the fan does fold down that you can replicate the uh, the, the look from the cartoon. Nice. And he apparently the satellite and the cold tender are uh, now. The, I, have, I haven't had a chance to look at this in fine detail, but the the picture of the cold tender, uh, if you see that sideburn, that looks like I, I'm not sure if it, if, if it is is it part of the transformation. Is it an add-on piece? I, I'm I really can't tell yet. Yeah, but sort of just that. Yeah, but I love the look of the robot mode. Huh. Yeah, so I actually don't mind all the versions. It looks really cool. I mean, I like the the layout. This is I, I like the satellite thing too. That's it, it, is the satellite from like is that homaging? Well, it well, it, look, it looks kind of like a sky spy so, that the, the Autobot exactly used. What it's going for? Yeah, so it's like he's taking the sky spy out of orbit and he's stealing the Autobot satellite. Uh, or he really wants to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, he's living Game of Thrones, if you think about being a Decepticon at the time. So, Starscream, Megatron, <laughs> him, Blitzwing. So, wait, in, in order to release that Sky that, that uh, sky Spy, does he have to open the Hodor? The Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's... I, I don't. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I'm that's guessing so that's funny. a pun. I, I I haven't either, but I'm aware of some character that apparently he only says the word Hodor, or he he's called Hodor, one of the two. Okay, but anyway, I like the looks of it. I think I love the colors, and I like the proportions a bit more than I did on Chigura. <coughs> I do, I like the way the wings are on this one. It does. They don't look too big. They don't look too small. They actually, really, they yeah. fit in. I do. So that's definitely something. Yeah. Um, it's got a really nice blocky aesthetic too. It's like straight up G1. Like he he would fit in really good with your masterpiece shelf. Well, sure. you know, mm, I, I don't know. I'm getting more of a classics vibe from him because a lot of classics were kind of yeah. blockyish. Well, I would love to see. I would love to see him next like a a a, a seek, if they can find a classic seeker mold as hard as they are to find. Uh, Next to him, because like I said, you know, like like in God Gambit, Astro Train is literally a head and shoulders above Starscream yeah. in in size, so that could scale really well with classics. Honestly, that's kind of in like real life scale because I don't know if you guys have ever seen the real space shuttle, mm-hmm. but it dwarfs like F fifteens and F sixteens and F fourteens. It's so humongous; it's just not even funny. It's literally like almost a city in itself. It, it, those things are humongous. Now, the next thing we have from uh, AllSpark is uh, X-Transbots, who we all know did a Polyon. They're also doing a Cyclonus. Ooh. And this is a, a Cyclonus with a Target Master. Uh, and this is apparently a Masterpiece-grade Cyclonus. Uh, this uh, they, they, they've done some color they've done some color renders. I think this is the first prototype or actual you know actual physical copy we've seen. Uh, Adder. And, hmm? Adder is there too in that image. Yeah. So uh, and a lot of people oh. I, a lot of people that I've spoke with 
is really and also there's there's their uh scores that's going to be in the next yeah that's going to be in the next in the next review but that's how nails yep (laughs) and i'll have to be honest scourge and cyclonus have never been huge on my must get lists until i saw these so you know these are looking pretty tempting yeah, I don't know. See, Cyclonus, for some reason, just he became my favorite Decepticon when I watched through the G1 show. And uh, yeah, I love the face. This guy's looking really awesome to me. Yeah. Welcome to Soul Patch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. Well, I mean, it looks think, really good for a resin prototype. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. that at all. Yeah. Well, I I think the Killing Jar really made really for me. Changed him from being just another Decepticon to actually a, a actual character, mm-hmm. you know, as far as episodes go. Yeah, well, and then, they went through the black hole, right? And he he took yeah. on Magnus and Redgar and then, and with, with the Quintesson and and then he had Marissa, yeah, Marissa Fairborn, yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you throw on top of uh, uh, the current, you know, more than meets the eye comics and how he's become a central character there. Um. You know, I I can't have too much Cyclonus right now. Like I love Cyclonus as a character. Yeah. Uh, plus, you get a target after as well, which is nice. That way you can have you know. And and there was another picture that I could not find. There was a little. There was a little Galvatron sitting inside the cockpit. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's coming with it or if it's just there. Something you know, like if you wanted to put like the, the target master. But it looked like it was a little Galvatron sitting inside the cockpit. Oh, they did. Okay, cool. Thank you, Daniel. I, I just couldn't find that picture from when I was looking for everything. Yeah, it's in this. There he is. Oh. Yeah. So that's uh, that's definitely something to look at. Okay. Yeah. And uh, from uh, as a companion piece, we have this from uh, T Formers. Uh, it's that scourge that we see pictured there, uh, with the fin- with everyone I know is loves because of the, the the finger the the paint fingernail polish you know that's the <laughs> it's yes. like yes finally yes fingernail polish I'm thinking it looks that good and that's what you're focusing on is the fingernail polish of course well I mean it's all blatant like hot paint color stuff scourge shop yeah scourge shops and hot topic. <laughs> That's just his fingertips. I mean, I'm hoping from the that that pinkish stuff matches the thing on his head. Hopefully, it's the same color. That'll be fine. That's what's wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the that's actually those are actually have LEDs in them, right? The uh, I, I believe so. Thrusters. They look like they have little switches. Oh, I thought you meant the fingernail. <laughs> what? <laughs> Glowing fingernail action. Oh no, that that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I mean, Armada Unicron had a glowing hand, right? So when? Oh, not? well yeah. then, if his fingernails glowed, you could put him in a in a, in a Kami Hami Hop. I just give him his pointing finger, pointing <laughs> finger glow, like you. Maybe like out of, out of G Gundam's like Mobile Suit Scourge, burning hand of justice. <laughs> So uh, the, I think these two are definitely ones I'm going to keep my eyes on. I have not opened my Polygon yet from BotCon. I have a backlog. I'm still working on it. 
But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. If, if, if I know I know about Apollyon shoulders, but if the QC is there on Apollyon, I'm going to be a little more tempted by these than I normally would. I just thought of something. If if they have uh, on 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 this on this third party not scourge, um, the the fingernails painted. Is that going to be an issue later on with them chipping? Are they going to have to separately sell us little vials of the exact uh, paint to be able to uh, brush on his nails? No, Lee Press Home Kits. Those look molded. We probably get those from repro labels. I'm pretty sure. It, you see in this picture right here, those look like they're molded. Yeah. Paint. Oh, are they? I wouldn't be surprised if they're molded plastic as like just the tips. Oh, so smaller pieces. That's what it really looks like. But would it be easier for them to mold it in pink and then just paint the uh, paint the joints they don't want pink, or would it be easier to? They look they look molded in pink because you wouldn't paint a joint, and it looks like the like yeah. they they look like they fold into the fingers there, so it looks like it's molded in pink. They might even okay. be soft. You never know. What what if it's a sort of thing where like like the the pink is a separate piece from the rest of the end of the finger and it just like inserts into it and snaps in? Well, yeah, it, I mean it looks like yeah. you you see the 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 little holes there where you would have yeah. that yeah you would have that friction uh that friction joint to let mm-hmm. it you know give it um mobility yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and and also if 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 anyone's wondering with what that little triangle shaped thing is, if I'm not mistaken, that is the key to vector sigma. Oh, so it's not, that, that's not his. Uh, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Key to okay. the plasma energy chamber. Key to the plasma energy chamber. Yes, sorry. that thing. Yeah. The, the the change shape in the middle of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, like with the with the pink hand, like with the pink fingertips. I would not be surprised if they give us like hand swap out option with this because there's gonna be some people that won't buy it because of that. Because some people, are like, oh, that looks or, stupid. I don't want that. It looks like he's wearing fingernail polish. Or troop builders to make scores, make generic sweeps. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Another mm-hmm. idea with that, like you know, besides just doing the sweeps, what I would love to see them do is kind of a a mangled head. Uh, that they could be uh, changed out, or or just uh, have have a, a slightly remolded figure that looks a little bit mangled and warped for that time that Scourge got the Scourge got the matrix. Or just a swappable fist for that. Yeah. Instead, yeah, like have to remold the entire more. head. Just make his face is swappable for troop builder. Yeah. It's cheaper on the budget too. Yeah. That does look pretty cool. It does. The, these, like the these Starship really... Enterprise. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though, because uh, I because I have Maniac King, he is not going to scale with these figures. He's too he he's, looks good, but he's too small. Yeah, Do, I'm wondering if we're. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they'll be doing a Galvatron after this. I'm thinking sooner or later Hasbro, I think, is going to get to that or Takara. I think that that that's that's one on the short list that needs to happen sooner yeah. or later. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think they really consider Galvatron one of their well, main characters? The, pro- the problem with Japan as a whole is they don't like villain characters. They never sell uh-huh. well. And if you look at the Masterpiece line as a whole, you have Megatron, which they've never repainted outside of that gold repaint. Right. They have Soundwave that they repainted once. And then you got those Seekers. And then you got the Wheeljack exhaust recently. 
So like they're they're really just repaints and just like well let's just put these out. After they did Soundwave and Starscream and all the million repaints from it, there's very little incentive to do anyone else. And I always feel that if they were gonna do one more guy, it would probably be Galvatron. But I think they probably won't do Galvatron until they take a second crack at Rodimus. Like I think they're no. until they because you have the new designer now, Shogo. I think he because Shogo came in at MP10 when the original guy, Mitsuda, had MP9 and below. So I think if they did another Rodimus, then I could kind of see another. Yeah. But then but then that's me saying, like, I think they have to do another Megatron first before they even do another Galvatron. So. Well, since you since you mentioned Galvatron, that actually reminded me of something. Uh, I've, I've been uh, seeing some people discuss uh, just on, on social media uh, regarding the uh, potential uh, re remold or repaint uh, Potential for uh, uh, Combiner Wars Cyclonus and Combiner Wars like 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 Air Raid, so some of the, the aerial bot limbs uh, into the Seekers, uh, into the Seeker Jet, Starscream, Dirge, Thundercracker, and all them. Uh, most especially the uh, the Combiner Wars Cyclonus mold, the Voyager, because uh, in the Galvatronus torso mode, uh, you notice a lot of the features uh hearken to king starscream you've got a cockpit in the center of the chest you've got the uh the standard uh, seeker uh torso almost with, with the exception of galvatron six pack and then the head the 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 upper part of the head resembles more starscream's crown than it does galvatron's uh you might be uh, saying something that might be a future thing that's what i'm thinking it's kind of like it's kind of like looking at the old Silverbolt uh, Universe 1.0 Classics mold and seeing oh. the repaint potential that would have came from that from both sides. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. one thing's for certain though we've noticed is Hasbro's trying to take everything with that line and retool it and make work for every possible character they can bring out. They, but they there's gonna be some that I don't think we're going to see though. I mean, like, well. We we already had the the discussion about a Lyle Kaiser, but I don't, I see a Lyle Kaiser as like a Takara repaint. I it really see it more or less that it's not going to be a U.S. release like it'll everybody's going to think. It. It'll be a Unite box set something. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or club. Mm, I don't think the club will go that way. Yeah, well, here's a good question, and this this is probably an excellent question considering you know with the couple reveals we had for the G2 combiners. Um. Do you see them doing a G2 defense or? I would not be surprised. I would I would almost bank on it because they're, they're yeah, the, the Minnesota and the, and the Superion. Well, and not to mention, they, like, if if War for Cybertron Bruticus taught us anything, is they will repaint the F out of molds until they can't think of anything anymore. <laughs> so if if there's a G2 repaint in something that actually makes sense, they'll do it. I mean, yeah. And, you oh. and and they already did. They're already planning a G2 Menasaur, which was a unreleased mm -hmm. color scheme. So that that so Defensor is kind of a given now at this point. You can't yeah. even say like, oh, well, that's a toy that never got released. They won't want to do that. Well, they did G2 Menasaur, and you mm -hmm. can say, well, there's the breakdown, but you know that was a Bacon exclusive. But no, I, I really think that everything, all the cards are on the table at this point. That could be. Right now, I see G2 repaints being more exclusives to the store or like mm -hmm. uh, like they did in the past with a Big Bad Toy Store where they did the G2 uh, Bruticus with the War for Cybertron. Yeah. Um, I could see them more being store exclusives, web exclusives, uh, SDCC exclusives. I don't see them being really retail, though. 
So because retail seems to yeah, be more obsessed. I, they may seem more obsessed. I mean, that, that, go, what are you going to say? The, the only, well, the only reason I brought that up is because um, on TFW, and this was month, I think it was like about two, three months back, um, some high-res photos were released of the Generation 2 defense law, including Hotspot that has never – I've literally seen maybe two pictures of that toy itself, just the Hotspot alone, which was a card backing that was pretty blurry mm -hmm. on top of a very, very blurry picture of it in robot mode next to the rest of them that were not released. And that's where I based my G2 custom off of was a lot of those photos. Mm -hmm. But it was really no a complete look at this. You can even see what the stickers say, which you couldn't see from the other ones unless mm -hmm. you saw somebody that released photos of the ones that are in AFA boxes that were store samples that leaked out, but there was never a hotspot ever leaked out. Like literally, I think there might be – I mean, Dan would probably be able to correct me on this, but maybe only two or three of those. There's probably existence. only a few samples because the 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 Menasaur, um, It seems that there's, it seems like there's a lot more Menasaurs than we thought there was because they seem to be always showing up on eBay every three weeks and then selling for like eighteen grand, eighteen grand. I'm being nice, like eighty grand. It's pretty crazy what they're going for. Um, but there seems to be a lot of those where I, you are correct though, Jay. Um, it doesn't seem like there's many of those defensor ones. Those ones were really an afterthought. It's kind of like the uh, the uh, desert colored seeker jet, you know, where there's only one of existence, really. So, and that was like a, it was a hand painted prototype. So, now you, you don't suppose that you, you since you mentioned that the the Stunicon seemed to be uh, a bit more plentiful than the uh, than the protector box, then we lead uh, on which to which, yeah. now, which now that you mentioned, I I uh, I tend to agree uh, based on what I've seen. Uh, you don't suppose there might be some kind of under-the-radar uh, counterfeiting of those uh, going around? I am shocked that they have not gotten to it at this point. Like, I, I, that, I that all of. the things that these third-party knockoff bootleggers have done up to this point, I am surprised they haven't gone that route yet. Hmm. Because that would have been, like, instant money for them. Yes. Well, it's kind of like this guy. Hmm? There's chaos oh. of this guy. Orange. G2. Uh, yeah. Which is literally identical, except for it doesn't have the Decepticon stamping. Yeah. I have looked the and the only other difference between that and the original is this actually has the firing fists, which the original does. Mm -hmm. That is the only way to tell the difference between the two. I have yet to review this thing. This thing literally felt like a Hasbro toy. It's wow. not crap. I mean, these high quality KOs are hard. It's very, very difficult to tell the difference unless you know and, that there's a slight mold. Like you look at two, like if you look at um, Power Master's guns, there's a mm -hmm. KO version, and then there's the real one, and there's a slight remold in the KO versus the vision. But if you just take a blatant look, you can't tell the difference. And the thing is, is that the bootlegging guys, I mean, I don't care what you say about it, they're really in it for the money, to make money from this product, but if you could just bootleg one, not say it's a bootleg, not bring this up, and put it on eBay, and it sells, I mean, just, it's disgusting how much that G2 Menasaur is going for, complete sets of them. And I mean, like, 60 grand some of them. If a, mm -hmm. if a bootleg company could bootleg one, 
put it out there in the market, not say anything, just say, oh, here we go, uh, samples that we got from something, something. And for them to get 60 grand, you don't have to work for a year. Yeah. Know? If nothing else, that one sale could have just funded uh, a lot more of them to come out. It could have well, funded their project. They, could, their, they uh, could just project. put one out once every six months and never have to work for the rest of their lives. You know, but, so it's, it's like a one auction Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, of, um, of these repaints, um, can you guys mind if I plug something I got going on on my YouTube? Sure. Um, like I said, there, there is a contest going on my YouTube currently right now, and it is for a European hot flip, a Cyberjets um, Skyjack, and also a custom Generation 2 Defensor and a custom Generation 2 Computron that I've done. And the contest is, is once I hit 1,000 subs on there, I will be announcing a winner. Mm. But the stipulation is, is people have to go through my archives and find the video that is similar to MGO 316s and put the comment on that video. You put the comment on the video, your answer, your names get thrown in a random key generator of the people that get the answer correct. And then once I hit a thousand subs, I announce the one. That's how it works. And there's three winners. One winner gets both of the mint on cards. One other winner gets one combiner. Another winner gets the other combiner. So there's three winners. So oh, okay. Pimp that out, guys. You want All generation right. two stuff? Hit me up. Okay. You want the two guys. All right. Um, <laughs> well the the last two things we have, uh, one is third party and one is uh, first party. Well, first and a half party, maybe. Uh, first one is uh, the War Within Optimus Prime. The, we all remember the titanium figure. Mm-hmm. Not the best figure. Uh, had a it's few okay. issues. Uh, but uh, the new Spark Toy Company is doing a War Within Optimus Prime that looks pretty good. Uh, and it's uh, that's all we've seen so far is the uh, the gray resin. Uh, I, it's not one of my favorite prime designs, but I think there's a lot of people that have been wanting a good version of that toy. Yeah, a good version of Don's design. Yeah. So and that right well, there. Well, um, there there was only one other third party that I know of that even touched this uh, the vehicle mode, the, the bot mode didn't look into like this, but it was a Zomber. Uh, yeah, it was that. Sovereign, is what it was. Oh, crossover. This yeah. was a, a while back. Yeah. And then they also released a green version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was the, the Patriot. That was the Rolling the Thunder. Rolling Thunder. Probably know what I'm yeah. Talking. yeah, that, we don't it was talk called about Sovereign, the I that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm hoping this does well for them, because I'm, I just know a lot of people won't you know, Don's work captured in a toy that doesn't get floppy. Well, that's that's Galoop's fault. That was. Uh, well, but they they tried. I mean, I, I'll give him credit. Inter- you know, it was an interesting uh, venture that he was yeah. given wow. back then. Yeah. But yeah, it would be really nice to get a new interpretation, and it's a lot more beefier. It looks like it has articulated fingers. It looks like it'll be really cool. So, so uh, yeah. that's that's a voice. Have a very that. interesting transformation too. And nine inches, yeah, that would put it about about a Voyager. Yeah, about a Voyager, yeah. Nice. So that's definitely look out for. 
And the last thing we have, uh, the one in that one point, do what? Those well, guys yeah. weren't very big. I'm looking at them right now. I have oh, actually, you, if you're if we're going into the 1.5, uh, you actually did miss this. Hmm. What? what? You, well, you, well, we, uh, we, we 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 mentioned that earlier about the uh, the damage yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Well, we just so I figured we go ahead and show it. Um, oh, okay. we mentioned it. I, I, um, I'm sorry. I thought we talked about this last week. That's why. <laughs> bring it back. Oh, up. did we? I thought we did. Oh well, if we did, we mentioned this earlier. Yeah. You can look at it real quick. Yes. It's a replacement. <laughs> we'll yeah, kind of a kind of a, a loosely related uh, thing here is I I, uh, I, I still I, I'm, I'm old school. I still collect VHS tapes of, of different things, and I got one of Monty Python's Flying Circus recently. And on the back, it credits John Cleese as Doctor Wu, spelled exactly the same. I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, I, I just find it interesting that Doctor Wu is going into actually making full-on figures instead of just add-on kits. Without, well, this, this could just be a, This could just be him seeing a need for a G1 Mixmaster to go with the rest of the. I mean, he may not be leaving the parts creation business. This just may, this just may be an opportunity that he's been waiting for. To do that one figure that will make a lot of difference to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, he and he may he may not do another another full figure for who knows how long, you know, th- you know this just could be him seeing a need that no one else has done yet and is trying to that that's his one thing he wants to do. So we will and find if, out. If you want to, you can spin it as this is an accessory for Devastator because he's just giving him a new. Left shoe. Yeah. Wait, well, he well he's giving Devastator a leg up on the competition. <laughs> Just another foot forward. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I could see where he probably came <laughs> up with the idea because he was probably watching everybody else and all these other companies. Like, okay, they're going to make a new head, arms, you know, all these little big bits, and he's sitting there thinking, nobody's tackled that leg yet. I got the money. I'm just going to crank out in it. And that's probably what he did. Um, no, the guy's probably made money hand over fist over every, out, every mm-hmm. add-on that's yeah. came out. So he's probably already has yeah. the backing of, guess what? I got the financial backing. I might as well do it. And bam, here it is. Yeah. The, the only thing I'm going to say on it is I like the way the figure looks. And depending on the price, I may or may not get it. But the shading has got to be spot on. Yes. If it's off by a fraction, it's not going to work. So that's what I'm hoping for is is that the color match in production comes out right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's- oh, yeah, when it comes to the production, that's that's the problem. The prototype might look awesome, but when – I mean we've all seen it. Even with Hasbro, sometimes when the production model hits spot on to what they gave them. I agree. Sometimes a, a, a lot of times know, I find and Dan's few times too. Yeah, I find that resins a lot of That's the time look a lot nicer than the final products. At the end, it's it's always the case because I find gray brings out a lot more detail. So when you finally put color on it, it kind of looks meh. So yeah. I know a good example of that was um, when we first saw years ago uh, the gray resin for uh, Armada Overload. 
and everyone's like wow look at the detail on them and everything and then when they painted them like red and all those colors it kind of got washed away so but yeah yeah and the one of the one of the last people we got two more pieces of news left transformers uh, yeah transformers collectors club has up for pre-order the what we saw at botcon the old snake figure from only human and the uh, transformers prime sound wave recolored as battle of android troopers which i think is a brilliant use of that sound wave mold as the colors work well on that on that drone uh, via, on that drone vehicle mode of his. Uh, that's going to be $79 if you're a club member for the set. Uh, includes includes both uh, both bats and the old snake figure. Uh, the other figure is going to be the Marissa Fairborn with Afterbreaker or Afterburner. Afterburner yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's going to be $42 uh, available through the club. So, And it'll be kind of interesting because next year we will be getting the first two only human figures is in Magnus and RC, which I'm looking forward to getting myself. I gotta say, they they just they don't make terrorists like they used to. <laughs> that, that's my favorite part of the whole episode. That's probably everybody's favorite part. Is, is that last five seconds when he does the cover and he just sort of just starts coughing. Yeah, just 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 think back to you know when, when that episode first aired. The, the little oh. kid is just sitting there on the floor with with their uh, you know trick cereal just watching and all of a sudden he yells at cobra they're like <laughs> i think i was uh, 17 at the time and i did that so. uh, yeah you, you were still sitting on the floor with trick cereal who are you kidding no i, I, no, I, probably, had, I probably had golden grams and now one of the things is uh, just teddy grams cereal yeah that's the other approved this just came pops. in. Uh, this just came in while we were on the show. Oh, fans want it. Uh, y'all remember fans want it from a lot of their up, their up, upgrade sets in the past. Mm-hmm. They are doing a mech tech slash kind of weapons ring for Evasion Prime. What we never really got from Revenge of the Fallen, we oh. are getting the weapons ring. The basically sure. what has the been termed. Yeah, we'll start the move. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, uh, basically, is the 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 fan phrase is called the Stargate Armory because it looks like a Stargate. Mm. Ah, I see what they did there. Yeah, the yeah. One they, when he was in Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah, that's when he had, yeah, he had that's all right, those that's weapons right. and all he did was pulled off a sword. Yeah. So this right here, and because it's scaled for Evasion Prime, I think it, it'll be a little more affordable than what they than I think they or someone else did a leader class. A ring that became a truck trailer, but I don't remember how much it was. Daniel, do you remember how much that was? Yeah, it was I don't know, it, but that thing was huge. It was it was big. It, yeah, it that's was big. a lot of display space. Yeah. So uh, so so with all those guns, he he could pretty much become a Chernobyl savage. Uh, no one, not, not even crickets. The no, sandwich, no, no. Uh, sandwich joke. The beast machine is joke. All right, here we go. Hey, yeah. Okay, good. The link's working. I was afraid the link wasn't working there. That is lovely. That is sick. It's got the flight pack. Well, actually, I'm one of those people that actually does have the Evasion Prime, and I I think I would actually jump on this. That's actually kind of neat. It was was a a wonderful mold. I love that thing. 
the the way it reads is that there's going to be uh, three different sets that you can get individually. There's going to be an advanced weapon collection. There's going to be a jet wing upgrade kit, aka dead jet fire, and then <laughs> and then there's going to be the actual Stargate ring itself. So so there'll be three kits that you can get any or all of them that you want to. No release date or price yet, but I think a lot of people, even 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 if the ring does not become a trailer, which I don't think it does in the, in this case, that will make a beautiful display. I, I gotta say, I, I find it amusing that they're they're having a a third party busted transformer <laughs> in, in in that jet fire. I mean, that's, well, I mean that's, that's great. It'd be even better if you can like parse form it back into him. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think uh, that's Dark called the glue. Moon, I think Dark of the Moon jetpack is just based on Jetfire's corpse. I, 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 I think so. And <laughs> not built after it. <laughs> well, unless that's different than what we're looking at here, uh, different than than that particular flight back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like the jetpack's sitting on top. So, I mean, maybe what they're saying is just bits and pieces of that set is going to be laid out. So. That could be. I would start the thing. So that's, Reminds me of this um, Macross and stuff like that. How you could just, you know, the Valkyrie. I agree. Yeah, very well. I love it. Yes, yeah, please. So Air track mode, go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's uh, you know that's uh, something I'm gonna be I'm gonna be keeping my eyes on that because you know what? Uh, the, the jet wing kit doesn't mean much to me, but the weapon collection and the and, and the star and the Stargate and the ring itself. I think it will look really great. It's a nice display piece, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've i only kept the leader class, you know, Revenge of the Fallen Prime, so, it, you know, it has no place for me, but, you know, there's nothing better than having a ton of weapons to just deck out your figures with. Uh, all the better to take your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And your parts. And... Take a look at that and, one. And, and also to kill them all. And your mom for a nickel. <laughs> Golden opportunity for them if they wanted to add a piece last minute. They should totally include a uh, just little attachment that's the fallen's face. <laughs> Actually, you know something I would love to see is if that thing itself has like LEDs. So it just can like light up all the way around it. That's, that would just be sick. That's nice. what I was thinking too, because I'm looking at this. This is clearly the unpainted version. I'm really curious what colors they'll go with it. Like if the inner part of that ring, if it's going to be blue, that'll look really nice. Yeah. So this I'm is a, clearly like just the resin unpainted. I'm that's just really like to... sick sitting on one of those machine, you know, those machine chain bases and stuff. That would just look awesome, just sitting there with him in that. Just like glowing. <laughs> you know, I, I just I just had a thought about trying to check the eBay and try to find some Stargate figures and just, you know, have this like this is not this is the wrong Stargate. Girl truck. You're welcome. Stacks mode. <laughs> you know, I, I would I would not mind saw the Bonacon panel. You know, I would not mind seeing that re- evasion mode prime repainted as stacks. I think that would that would look pretty. I could see that. I could see that. As GoBot but, stacks or G2 stacks? GoBot stacks. Both. Be GoBot Just because. There's G2 stacks in robot mode. <laughs> Mr. Winfield for a head. 
Well, well, I keep saying strong arm from Robots in Disguise needs to be repainted as uh, Smallfoot. That would be a perfect mold to, re to repaint Stern's Smallfoot. Yeah. That is a, actually, that's a very clever idea, Don. I didn't even think of yeah. that. That'd be really good. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got the right, she's got the right build for it. She's a truck. Mm -hmm. Even the face is kind of like a new head. Through. You could really sell it the whole way. Right. Yep. Oh, God. Now you just gave some customizer a wet dream. No, that's not a good idea. Hey. for something for the club to do. It definitely, you know, I can, I can, I can see that since, since, have, since they have the rights to the names. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Now they might would have to leave the head as it is for the whole likeness thing because they, they don't have rights to the likenesses. So a new head with a similar paint job may push it too close. Well, they they've gotten away with very similar stuff. With I mean. Look at um, fracture with the crasher thing. I mean, that's true. They've that's they've come true. pretty close. You know, it's as long as they're not blatantly 100% the design, they're able to get pretty close. I mean, you have to understand Hasbro went through that whole thing with the Jetfire thing with Harmony Gold mm -hmm. with the the GI Joe set. Remember that? Oh yeah. That case. So, yeah. I mean, well, if, if, if Bandai ever came after them, going like, "Hey, you're copying." You know, whatever Honda Robo, whatever it was originally called, the Machine Robo. Um, I think uh, I think they wouldn't have too much of an issue. I mean, in, in yeah. the end of the day, it's a red truck. Yeah, yeah. So. so we can't forget the biggest, most important news of the week. Okay. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So much of this. I I'm reading somewhere though that those are customs. Just they're not. Uh... Oh. <laughs> I, I have yeah, to I mean, admit that, that prime looks a bit uh like the backpack stuff why bit, like why question <laughs> just why it's a little because yeah. it's yeah. there i'll be honest i'd buy them yeah depending on the price <laughs> just yeah. just for the novelty but but that way they will look good with battle unicorn on the shelf I do have an okay. I got a question to ask you. And how kick. many Mickey Mouse primes do you have on your shelf? None. I wasn't paying that. I wasn't paying that price for them. Okay. Hey, do you have the Mickey combiner? I have. If a, I, if I, if I, I've seen that thing in person and it's amazing. I still want it just because it's freaking awesome. It comes in like yeah. five different repaints. That one. Yeah. It's pretty easy to get. I, 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 when that thing first came out, I always kept hoping. Do a Disney afternoon version. Do a Disney afternoon version. Yeah. That's just me. I'm old. Although since we brought up the MLP, uh, and for, for our listeners who, who aren't watching on YouTube, uh, we just showed a uh, uh, it was an image of uh, two My Little Pony uh, figures done up in the style of uh, R.I.D. Uh, Optimus and uh, Bumblebee. Uh, it was done for uh, something called Friendship Day. I'm I'm not too sure on the on the uh, details on on Friendship Day. Uh, I'm I'm guessing it's a MLP themed. Uh, yeah, it's a Model Twenty something. It was okay. on Twitter and Facebook. They showed it. But uh, since we brought up the the My Little Pony, uh, that has me wondering though, uh, being that you know I'm I'm so heavily associated with Creo, why haven't we seen My Little Pony Creo? Because Creo's a failing brand. <laughs> but but. Don't tempt them! <laughs> but what would it have been had they done My Little Pony? Well, in the same way that Lego is struggling to find the girl 
you know, group with their Lego Friends series. I'm pretty sure Hasbro is is waiting to see if that even even if that even success is successful. Well, that's been out Lego about two. To that's been venture out. into that. Yeah. That's been mm. out about two years, hasn't it already? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, they're but... still they're still trying. Okay. <laughs> if you oh, if you that, still that, look that at been... Legos, if you look at Legos girls section, which is actually displaced from the main Lego section, it's. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's with it's with the girl yeah, toys. It's like an eighth of the actual Lego aisle, and it's just one of those things there. What happened to this whole thing where you know all the toy section just supposed to be combined together, and there's not supposed to be this segregation? I thought there was something going on with that well, for a while. Back, well, back years ago, Lego uh, was always pretty well gender neutral. Uh, it, so was, it was. Boys and girls. A, a lot of the Lego City stuff was actually very gender neutral right, and right. Have stuff like that. But I think it's just with their recent popularity, and I hate to like go on a Lego rant or something, but it's with their recent popularity, they've really been trying. They've they've done focus focus searching. They've done all kinds of stuff, and they they found out that not a lot of girls actually did play with modern Lego because of mostly the sets were based on licensed franchises and stuff right. that were boy based. And popular boys. So, I mean, that's why the Lego Friends series existed. They recently started doing um, Disney-based stuff like um, Frozen and everything mm-hmm. um, and Disney uh, princess stuff. So, but that being said, going back to Creo, the one problem where I don't think they would have, like, if they would have to do My Little Pony ones, the problem with Creo right now is they're really in this, I don't want to say a rut, but they really are in this section of they're reusing molds like crazy. They're not really making a lot of new molds. Even like the recent RID 2.0 Creos, a lot of them are reusing a lot of those old molds to make new characters. Like I think you, they use like Prowl's, you know, head helmet to make strong arm. Yeah, and Jetfire. So, I mean, they're, they're still reusing molds where it's like if they did, you know, My Little Pony, everything would have to be from the ground up again. You would have to like, you know, you wouldn't even know oh. where to begin with that stuff. So... And yeah, to, yeah. to make that much of an effort and, you know, on something that, unfortunately, <laughs> like everyone said, uh, it's kind of a, a, a unstable brand for them right now. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I think MLP might be the thing to, to help kind of resurrect them because, like, for instance, the, the existing Creo bodies, I think, would work well for the Equestria girl thing that oh, they got yeah. on that. And then it shouldn't take too much to just create a different torso and a different set of legs for for the the regular pony. That's under the assumption Uh, that they want to make that effort because, I mean, if you look at – if you looked at the last wave of the Dark of the Moon – not Dark of the Moon, uh, Age of Extinction custom Creos, they were reusing uh, Dungeons & Dragons molds. They were using – they were just like they were using anything that was disposable to them from their other two non-transformer brands to just keep those lines going. You look mm-hmm. even um, the recent blind packs where they have those history ones there now with like Optimus the yeah. Cowboy and everything. They're just reusing. Oh hey, let's take the, the the molds from here. Let's take the molds from there. Now again, there is female body types. They do kind of exist from the GI Joe side of things with the Baroness and stuff. Mm-hmm. But how much could they run through that? to use for all the Equestria girls. That's a lot of new molds that would have to be made. And I just don't think they're in that state of mind right now. I think that Creo, unfortunately, as much as I enjoy it, I have a humongous Creo display here in a city and everything. But 
as much as I enjoy it, I think that Hasbro is really kind of dialing it back and focusing on other areas right now. Well, I, I asked them at, at BogCon and, and the panel, I asked them, is Creo dead? And they said, stay tuned. So they're, they're working well, on something. This is my thing that I could probably see them doing because, I mean, they did dabble with G.I. Joe hmm. and obviously Transformers. And with the recent announcement about Mask possibly having a comeback, Mask Creo? That's under the assumption that they want to take the brand that far. I, I don't. I don't think it would be wise just, for Hasbro to, to bring back a new brand like Mask and then jump into cross branding with other stuff right now. Get the baseline to be successful, then start doing stuff yeah. like that. Where you're going to do a Creo brand well, and Mask. The only, only reason why we could maybe if they try to test the market with Creo and Mask. They just got to put that shit out there, you know. They yeah, I mean, they if they put it out there, and put it out there, right? Especially if they go through and they're like, okay, you know, they had they had the Optimus Prime with a big trailer. Well, why not trailer make that most identical to the you know the Optimus that came out, but Rhino, and then make the back of it open up into more of a missile base kind of thing. They do like a slight tweak like that. There's gonna be people buying it right away. Like right away, the second it hits. We think so. Like the thing is, is that there's a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I remember Mask," but is there a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I'll buy Mask." You know, that's, yes. that's the difference. And it's just, it's the same thing. Look, hey, everyone was like, "Yo, dude, Thundercats, Thundercats," and you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, they, they tried, they tried yeah. really hard. Hasbro's flag, Hasbro's, yeah, Hasbro's flagship brands. Well, I mean. As much as a flagship brand as Transformers can be, can't move their Lego knockoff off shelves. Yeah. Um, something that hasn't been a thing since I don't even I didn't barely even know what Mask is. I it's I don't think Creo. I mean, even if you look at the whole, you know, Lego knockoff aisle, the like the Mega Bloks Halo stuff. As popular as Halo is, that stuff's not moving very fast either. That stuff goes on clear. I was about to say, Halo and Call of Duty I mean, stuff, that, as far as I know, that stuff's barely even moving. I really ever see it. And, and it's, not to say that it's, it's not to say that it's crap quality. It's still really good stuff, especially Mega Bloks. Mega Bloks is pretty impressive in terms of articulation and design. But regardless of that, Lego survives because of its purists that just mm -hmm. love it for what it is. And Hasbro, like, like you said before, Transformers is this mega established brand that does well for them. If their Creo GI Joes weren't moving, if their Creo, you know, well, Battleship, God, oh God, who the, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if their Creo Star Trek stuff wasn't moving, you know, th then what's to say that Mask is just going to mosey on along after being dormant for like 25 years and, and shake things up? I, re I really doubt it. You know, like I think that way before you even think of doing something, let's see if they could have legs on their own as a wave of toys before they even think about something. like Look, look, look at Hasbro's confidence in Gem. So far, it's only a specialty doll line in, with integrity that are like, oh God, like three-digit price dolls. They're not even putting something into retail just yet. And with the, the coming of this movie that everyone is being so hard on, it's not going to look too pretty. So, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves with masks just yet. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because you got the folks that are nothing but purists about like because you guys are all G one, all this. 
It's what killed There has to be a He-Man in 2003, when they had their whole remade series, it was the hardcore fans that buried that show. Because the hardcore fans are like, this isn't the He-Man I remember, and they refused to buy it. It's like, imagine if like everyone just went cold on Beast Wars. And was just like, no, I don't like well, this, goodbye. That's that's what happened with He-Man, and that's why they, it's been like struggling all those years. Although last STCC, there's a, been a really big push for He-Man, but it's still not there yet. There's still no big He-Man revival anytime soon. You just have the classics line through Maddie. That's a that's, well, you know, with, with, with the O3 series. I'm sorry. With, with, with the O3 series, uh, what what I remember happening too was at retail, you would have He-Man, Skeletor. Snake yeah, armor, samurai yeah. armor, Malibu Skeletor with a with, with a, a, an umbrella in his drink. You know, yeah. I mean, too too many, too, too much saturation of too few characters, and I I think that's also what killed the Thundercats. Yeah. Uh, too. Anyways, we're, we're talking about He-Man, so let's. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying this. It, it, it's it's relevant well, to, to both yeah, because it was the same sort no, of. Well, the, the thing I see. Honestly, the thing I see is like, you know, because I look at stuff from like a movie perspective, too, because everything that's a toy somehow collaborates with a show or a movie that's coming out mm -hmm. with everything, with every toy line that's that's being released now. But think about it. Jurassic Park, The Lost World, did good. The one before it did good, toy line-wise. Jurassic Park 3 tanked. Why? The movie was crapped. And then they turn back around with Jurassic World. And I don't know about you, but I felt like I was 12 years old again watching them because it was done the right way. Success it was of a movie doesn't, al doesn't always determine success of a toy line, though. You can look at the first Star Trek movie also, and how successful that was and how they were liquidating the shit out of those toys. Yeah. Like, they couldn't get rid of those. So, I mean. Well, I think what it is is they didn't test the market good enough in order to find out whether people really wanted them. Test the market. Star Trek I mean, been in the market you got social media now. Back in the 90s. <laughs> It's 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 a matter of just the fan base that collects that stuff. Star Trek fans were pro are not action figure oriented collectors like a Transformer fan is. It's ingrained mm -hmm. in our geek culture to collect toys because of that's what our brand is. But it's a little different from a Star like a Star Wars and Transformers fan. Toys are a part of that culture. Star Trek not so much so. Especially considering that they have some of the worst toys ever from the '90s, so they had a really tough time as collectors. So when that stuff well, came, out, I just I think a lot of the like Star Wars, or like anybody that gets into like Star Trek and stuff that like that, normally they're after like a role play toy. That's yes, what they would rather have. I will agree. They don't. With you there. They, they don't. They don't want like an action figure. They want something they can take yeah. to their convention and use it as part of their cause. But anyways, let's let's get off of these talks. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're we're running out of time, so we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, we we've been going about uh, two hours, so I think it's time that we uh, we wrap this up. <laughs> Don fell off. He said, yeah. "Screw you guys, I'm out of here." Like, Bye. Oh, God, they're talking about Star Trek. I'm out of here. Oh God, no. We'll be back. Uh, it's not a TFYLP episode if we don't go down the rabbit hole just a little bit. Um, but all right, we're going to go ahead and, and call it a night. Um, hope everyone enjoyed listening. Uh, want to give you guys one more chance, you know, say, say bye to the fans, the listeners. Bye uh, to the fans, the listeners. <laughs> I'll see you guys around. You guys know I'll be here on Facebook normally. I try to oh. do videos when I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, video plastic on crazy dude with all the G2 crap. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, um, and I, I, oh, God, well, Tom's back. back. I told you he'd be back. <laughs> yeah, there he is. This is just futile. Uh, no, I just, I just barfed on me. Look, look, look. It, it was tired. It popped it, off. He had to it, fix it. It doesn't Terrible. like it. Did, it didn't like Star Trek, so it just yeah. No, I, I like but, Star Trek. Dude. <laughs> I blame Matthew. His headmaster saying, de- dislodged when we're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying your internet, you know, your internet's a oh. Star Wars fan. Yeah, committed suicide. <laughs> uh, the, say your goodbyes, Don. We're not killing you. We're not killing you. We're just uh, <laughs> we're just ended the show. <laughs> everybody, everybody have a good night and take care. Uh, get get a TF Expo. Have fun for me. <laughs> and Dan, see you later, boys. <laughs> All right, I want to remind everyone that we still have a competition going on for uh, the Rodimus Primal. Uh, we have not gotten we've gotten very few entries and. You know, draw those, post them on our Facebook, send them in to us. Um, you know, you can you can post them on our website, tfylp.com or tftalk.net. Um, you know, send them to us on Twitter. Uh, we're looking, we want to, you know, send that stuff in. You'll get something from uh, Rick Alvarez himself. And, uh, you know, yeah, just just draw us something. Yes. Um oh. Just remember, Rod Moose Primal listens to TFLP. <laughs> okay, so that's good, good words of advice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, for everyone, that's been TFYLP episode 162. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. out. Later. There you go. Don't forget to reboot your Devastator with Dr. Wu. <laughs> This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>